Hello? Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I can see it when you smile. All right, those are the only lyrics I know. <laughs> I was hoping that'd go longer, but I, I meant to Google the lyrics of the song last night, but uh, I forgot. <laughs> so yeah, those are the only lines I know. Anyway, <laughs> the name of the show is Politics. Although yes. I actually call it Politics. Wow. And the title of this episode is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. My name is Presh, and yeah. you ruined my experience of this movie. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Thank <laughs> you. Think, I, you're not the only one, but you know, you're just the person in front of me, so I thought I'd mention it. Okay. But uh, yeah, and I wanted to get it up top because uh, it would just eat at me. <laughs> As we're going through this episode, I'll be thinking, "You fucked this up. You ruined my experience." <laughs> like I'll be playing it over in my head. But, You know, now that I've gotten it out of my system, well, I still want to talk about it, but <laughs> I just want to put the listeners on notice that, uh, yeah, I had a bad time with this movie. No, um, not the content of this movie, my viewing experience. I'm sorry about that. All right. Well, at least uh, a hint of remorse. You know, your co-conspirators, uh, <laughs> they have no remorse about this. All right. So this is we actually last recorded two weeks ago. Yes. Because uh, you had a test. Yes. How did it go? Yeah, it was it was pretty good. I think. I hope. All right. <laughs> so as a and the thing is, we put out a commentary last week. Yes. So as a consequence, there's just a bunch of news. There's two weeks worth yeah. <laughs> of everything. So yes, we are yeah. recording this on Tuesday, and probably we're going to record the next one next week Sunday. Yes. So there's probably going to be a short. News week next week, and this is just going to be an extra long one. Yeah, right. And also the uh, recommendations. I watched a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So, uh, this is Kina from last week, but it's actually Kina from two weeks ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally fucked up when speaking about Andrew Gillum. Okay. Do you know who that is the the guy who was Ron DeSantis's yes. rival. They yeah. ran for governor of Florida, and Gillum lost to DeSantis. Yes. Right, uh, I said he lost the governor's race because he was found with male prostitutes and fucked up on drugs in a hotel room. Yes, right. <laughs> the governor's race was in 2018, and he lost that fair and square to Ron DeSantis. Oh, meet Paul Ron. Okay. Right? <laughs> the incident with the prostitutes and drugs happened in 2020. Oh, right? okay. I was conflating the two incidents in my mind. Yeah. So I apologize for that, but my overall point still stands. Right. Yes. Meet Paul Ron is not a killer. <laughs> he is not a killer. Right. <laughs> I believe, like he'll drop out quite early on in the race when it comes to it. Okay, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear the record. You, you know, I said that the only reason DeSantis won that the governor race was because you know Gillum had the scandal. But yeah, no, DeSantis won fair and square. So fair enough. Let me just put that on record. Okay. The next thing is, in the baby driver commentary. I kept calling Lily James Lily Collins. Oh, <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> right. I, I realized we're, like uh, I kept calling her Emily in Paris. <laughs> and, yes, you know, like all of Lily Collins's roles. I was like <laughs> putting it on the same. But yes, uh, yeah, Lily Collins is Phil Collins' daughter. Oh, right, makes sense. Yes, I don't. Lily James is just uh, random. <laughs> well, not random. She's a movie star. She's someone's daughter she as well. Was, she was in Yesterday. She's the love interest. In <laughs> Every other thing I said about her was I was thinking about Lily Collins. <laughs> so, uh, 
so uh, also two weeks ago so that, that was just baby drama sandwiched in between the, <laughs> the rest of the stuff right okay so yeah. two weeks ago I was in a rush right I just said that fucking nerd Brigitte made the re- repo rate go up right yes uh, so I, this week I tried to do some research to understand how yes right I read that his comments made the rand weaker okay so <laughs> I think every not everything but the majority of the rest of this I understand okay but like every article just said uh his comments made the rand weaker it doesn't explain why yeah how how would someone speaking affect the rand well it, it i guess it's like the lowering confidence in the country yeah okay but but whatever yeah. like none of the articles explained it well yes right uh, i think it just kind of like assumed you know and like yeah. i definitely don't know <laughs> yeah yeah but anyways uh uh, so due to this, importing goods cost more, okay, which causes inflation as companies raise their prices to make up the difference. Right? Yeah, right. We've mentioned this every time the repo rate goes up, but the idea behind putting the repo rate up makes people spend more on their loan repayment, yes. which makes them spend less on goods and services. With yes. less demand, the companies can't raise their prices for goods and services, so it keeps inflation down. Yeah. But reading that explanation made me even more confused. Uh, yeah. Uh, if the, pli- if the prices are inflating due to having to pay more to import, then raising the repo rate won't solve the inflation because it's not being caused by demand. Yes. It's being caused by external factors. Yes. Uh, if there's a listener who's more knowledgeable on this, <laughs> can you please write in and explain what I'm missing? Uh, is raising the repo rate the correct way to combat the inflation even though it's not inflating due to demand? Uh, either way, I'll just come back to my original point on the matter. If we indeed, indeed did sell weapons to the Russians, we should be called out. Yes. Not because I'm pro-Ukraine, but because we are non-aligned. Yes. Right? Okay. We, yeah. We should be staying independent and pursuing for peace. Yes. Arming one side of the conflict is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if this was true, Brigitte should have spoken to the relevant people in government. Yes. Instead of calling a, a press conference and accusing us with no evidence. Yeah. Right. True. Like, I'm not going to pretend uh, like we're the perfect country and then yeah. Brigitte came along and fucked <laughs> it up. <right? laughs> we're struggling as a country in many areas, right? Yes. And this Brigitte jackass just came <laughs> Like, unnecessarily fucking things up even more, right? So, like, he made a bad situation worse. That's what I'm trying to get at. Here. Yes. In conclusion, fuck Brigitte. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, I want to have a charity boxing match. Okay. Well, not, not me, but like <laughs> someone who can fight <laughs> Brigitte in the ring. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. And I think I deserve it. Yes, I do think I deserve it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, in the, also in that uh, Fast and Furious uh, episode, I, I said it was a 31 year difference between Vin Diesel and Rita Moreno in real life. Yes. It was actually 36 years. Right? Okay. So it's conceivable that like you know yeah you're 18 you have a baby that child grows up they're 18 they have a baby that's yes. 36 years yes fine Correct. but my point about in movie still stands right yeah he still, is... he still looks like he's in his 60s <laughs> and she looks like she's in her early 80s yeah so her being his grandmother is still weird yeah right a little uh, bit yeah even though in real life that number works out uh yeah you know, <laughs> in movie i don't like it 
Fair enough. Uh, finally, last bit of cleanup. This is not news, but yeah. It's not news or cleanup. I just wanted to okay. mention it. Our Bo is Afraid episode has been reinstated on YouTube. Nice. Right? Yeah. Uh, just in time as it was released on VOD today. Ah, okay. So, like, you okay. know, like on DSTV, you can, uh, there's a... You've got catch-up. No, not catch-up. There's a thing called box office. Oh, yes, you, yes, yes. You pay, yes. like, okay. 50 bucks and you can watch, like, a relatively new... Yeah. So, VOD is that in America. Right, I see. Okay. So, it's, yeah. But, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Watch that nice. movie and then the <laughs> review. Uh, and also, because this is back and I sorted out the URL, I think we can launch the podcast now. Okay. I was just mainly waiting for this Bo's Afraid to come back on YouTube because... Okay, yeah. I really like that episode. Yeah. Sorry if this offends. Well, it was a good episode. Ooh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So let's go to the news of the week, right? Right. The U.S. Department of Justice released on Friday an unsealed federal indictment of former President Donald Trump. Yes. (laughs) With 37 felony counts related to the mishandling mishandling of classified documents, obstructing justice and making false statements. The indictment alleges that Trump shared a classified map related to ongoing military operations and improperly stored boxes containing classified documents at his Florida home, Mar-a-Lago, including in a ballroom, Bathroom and shower. A shower? <laughs> who, who stores documents in a shower? Me, like, uh, the thing is, I think... I'm not trying to defend him. Like, <laughs> I'm sure it's like a huge house. Yes. And, like, there's lots of bathrooms. And he, you know, like... He, in, in one he doesn't day, use on yeah, a bathroom. Yeah. Just in one day, they news, they were just like, fuck it, let's throw these box, boxes in here. Yeah. That but- could be a, a, a possible explanation but <laughs> maybe Why? this guy's away <laughs> while he's showering he's reading documents <laughs> he has them all laminated <laughs> classified uh, but, documents yeah. specifically yes whatever the case is right um, federal prosecutors also accused the former president of defying requests from the justice department to hand over classified documents making false statements to the FBI and tapping his aides to help hide boxes of records this seems more serious than when he was indicted for paying off Stormy Daniels. A little bit, um, yeah. But again, like I said, when that happened, he can still run for office <laughs> from jail, right? <laughs> Personally, I think going to jail will be good for him. <laughs> <laughs> this would make him a martyr and the right wing would come out in full force to vote for him, right? They'll be like, uh, uh, you know, our President Trump, he was taking on the sickos and they threw him in prison because of it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I'm wrong and like this disillusions his voters and they abandon him. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah. But again, this actually, you know, I said this seems more serious. serious yes. <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, again, he's more, a lot of people I've been saying, I've been seeing online, like this is the first time he's had serious, yeah. you know, <laughs> charges, charges. Yeah. Like, you know, th- that tweet I mentioned about, Let's see, old Donny Trump wriggle his way yeah. out of this one. Yes. <laughs> Donald Trump easily wriggles his way out. <laughs> I don't think it's that situation, right? No. But again, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he easily wriggles out <laughs> of it, right? So, uh, Parliament member Tina Joe Matt Peterson died age 59 last week, Monday. Right? Okay. Do you know who that is? No. So, she's a member of the ANC and obviously a okay. member of Parliament. Yeah. Right? I've never heard of her before, so I did some Googling and found this in the Sunday world. Okay. Right? 
The former agriculture and energy minister was at the time of her death caught up in accusations that she tried to solicit a bribe from suspended public protector Busisiwe Mkobane's husband. It's alleged that the bribe was to make the inquiry into Mkobane's fitness to hold office go away. Okay. It's been reported that Mkobane's husband, David Skosana, has opened a case of extortion against her and others fin- others fingered including Kubudile Diana. Kubudile. Dianti and Pemi Majondina. She came under fire in 2015 for the illegal sale of 10 million barrels of Yo! strategic oil reserves. Jeez Louise. She was, a, she was a cabinet minister under former President Jacob Zuma, and when the cabinet was reshuffled in 2017, she lost her position. So th- that's what he said in the Sunday World, right? Yeah, okay. Parliament has threatened to file a complaint unless the Sunday World retracts this article saying. The actions of the Sunday world are a clear violation to the fundamental principles of accuracy, fairness, and respect for the privacy and emotional well-being of the family in times of grief, said Parliament spokesperson Moloto Motapo. We call on the Sunday world to issue an immediate retraction and a public apology to both the Speaker and the Joe Matt Peterson family for the distress caused by their false reporting. So it's just a... He said, she said situation, right? Yeah. I have no opinion because, like I said, I have no idea who she was, right? Yeah. So I can't, I like, comment on it. I'm just presenting both sides of the argument I came across, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we report, you decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, like, if I were more familiar with the record, yeah, I could speak more yeah. to it. But because this is the first time I've <laughs> ever heard of her, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to make any... Bold claims. Yes. Our next story. Theodore Kaczynski, a.k.a. the Unabomber, committed suicide in prison this week. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Do you know who the Unabomber was? No. <laughs> I... So, like, in the 80s and 90s, he... All right. <laughs> Let me take a step back. Okay. He's extremely anti-technology. Okay. And he wrote a manifesto called uh, Industrial Future, and it's... Uh, sorry. You can uh, do it, industrial society and its future. Right. Right. So I read this when I was 16. Okay. And I thought, wow, the Unabomber has some great points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? But that was 10 years ago. Right. Well, oh, sorry, sorry let, me, let me get back. He's anti-technology and he, he emailed bombs to a bunch of people. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's named yeah. the Unabomber. <laughs> yeah, got you. Okay. <laughs> Not because he wrote a manifesto, right? <laughs> but like, uh, right. Um, so that was 10 years ago when I read this. In hindsight, I realized that the majority of his points are nonsense. Okay. Right? I could go into more depth, but to keep this brief, his main points are that advances in technology are bad. Okay. As with any technology, it's the person using it. Uh, I'm th- sorry, this is me saying that. Right? Okay, yes. As with any technology, it's the person using it that is the problem. That's my yes rebuttal to him. Yeah, right? that makes sense. Uh, for example, you can use the internet to communicate with people in other countries, which is positive, right? Yes. But it can also be used to harass and cyberbully someone, which is a negative. Yes. His reply would be, well, you can't separate the good from the bad, so it's better for the technology to not exist. Okay. Right? I I, see. I disagree. I think you can have new technology and have rules that try to prevent bad things from happening. Right? Yeah. For example, the creation of cars was new technology. Yes. Can we agree to that? Yes. Right? We can. And the positive is that it can transport you quicker than walking... Or riding a bicycle. Yes. But the negative is that people can die by crashing. Or, yep. you know, like if you hit somebody. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. 
So we put in the rule of a speed limit and using seat belts so we can have the positive or quicker travel but with the reduced chance of a negative consequence. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's my, you know, in short, his uh, ideology yeah. and rebuttal to that, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote a 35,000 word document. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> so like going through that whole thing would take up like a, a couple of episodes. So we, we yeah. don't have time to do that. I, I just wanted to... You know, put that on the the record, right? Maybe we'll put it up on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong, right? There are reasonable critiques to be made about how technology has influenced us for the worse. Okay. The majority of this guy's writing is right-wing gibberish, right? Ah, I see. Uh, I'm not saying that he's a right-winger. Okay. Like he, the words he says, uh, in his own words, he's apolitical. Okay. He's yes. not left or right. Okay. But <laughs> that, like, anybody can, you know, like if you hear something from someone and you repeat it. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean you believe that ideology. You've just repeated it. Yes. So, like, the majority of the things he says is inspired by right-wing conspiracy theories. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps he doesn't understand that these are right-wing conspiracies. Yeah. And he views it as apolitical. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like <laughs> someone like who's taking a sober look at his life and writing can see, like the majority of his work is inspired by, uh, not just right wing but like white nationalist talking points. I see. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. In conclusion, the Unabomber did nothing wrong, and he was right about everything. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? How did that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, next uh, next topic. Okay. So Chris Christie announced his candidacy for the Republican nominee for president. Okay. This is what DeSantis did two weeks ago. Yes. Do you know who Chris Christie is? No. <laughs> so he was the governor of New Jersey, right? Was. Okay. Right. And he also ran in 2016, right? Okay. And he was the first person to leave the race. He could not stand the, the, the kitchen. It's like the, the heat, like the temperature was at level one. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> him him uh, putting his Hennessy forward again is so fucking funny, bro. <laughs> when I heard that, I could not. I just carried on laughing. And since he's announced, Trump has put out a picture fat shaming him, right? Oh, what? So it's a Photoshop picture of Chris Christie at a buffet. <laughs> just going wild, right? He's holding like a tray of lots of food, right? And I really think this is a, a testament to Trump's power as a bully. <laughs> that, that, like, people are laughing at this while Trump is mad over with himself. Right? <laughs> My personal, <laughs> my personal advice to Chris Christie: drop out, <laughs> drop out as soon as possible to stop embarrassing yourself and you know, like uh, spending money you don't need to. <laughs> Use this money to like buy your children presents or something. You don't, don't throw away millions of dollars in this. Essentially, a vanity project. Yeah, there's no way he, yeah. he's not getting more than one percent of the votes, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the next story. Yes. Mike Pence has also announced his oh, candidacy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Do you know who Mike Pence is? Yes. He was Trump's vice president. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. somehow even funnier than Chris Christie. <laughs> right. Uh, Mike Pence is just a bizarre guy. 
That is true. He is. There's yes. like a lot of videos of him with his wife and him calling her mother. <laughs> But like he says in a way, like his voice is just weird. So he's like, "Oh, mother, <laughs> mother, can I do this?" <laughs> and like he, uh, like uh, in an interview, he said he's not alone. He's not allowed to be alone in a room with another woman. <laughs> what? That, what? <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like. There's a lot of bizarre shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and again he also ran in uh, 2016. Yeah. But he also dropped out early, right? Okay. And Trump did a huge favor by asking him to be his vice president. Yes. The thing is like nobody like at the time yeah. The people running for president nobody liked Trump. Yeah. In the years since they've you know essentially bend the knee and like kiss the ring right yeah. but at the time nobody wanted to yes. be his vice president right yeah. except pence <laughs> <laughs> see this is the thing uh pence is a very like a religious fanatic yes he's what we call an evangelical okay right yeah uh, so trump the idea of getting pence was that pence will help with the evangelical vote Right. Cuz yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he sometimes pretends to be religious is clearly <laughs> not religious at all, right? So getting Pence uh, like I said would secure the religious vote. Yeah. But anyway, in the 2020 election, a lot of right-wingers thought that the election was stolen by Joe Brandon and the Demon Rats, right? Yeah. And Pence had the opportunity to stop it, right? Yeah. But I don't know if you know how elections work in the US, right? Uh, not really. So you know, in most places, well, you know what the popular vote is. Yes. The person with the most votes wins. Yeah. But they don't have the popular vote in America, right? Yes. They oh. Have, they have a winner takes all situation. Yeah. So, if I win California, I get all of California's votes. Yes. If yeah. I win by fifty one percent, I get all their votes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not proportional. Yeah. Right. But then. The next step is you have electors from each state. Okay. Those electors can put forward any name they want. They don't have to take oh. the votes oh. seriously, right? Okay. This yeah. is called the electoral college. Okay. Usually the elect- electors uh yeah. you know vote based on how how the popular yes, vote. But okay. there's something called faithless electors. Yes. That can if they wanted to could just change their vote. Okay. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, what's the point of having an election if this group of people can overturn it? Yeah. Right? It's very dumb. Yeah. But anyway, uh they come, the electors go to the vice president. Okay. And uh and I think the vice president picks the electors before. All oh, right. The okay. Election, uh, yeah. As well, right? Yeah. So Pence had a, <laughs> an opportunity to stop the election being <laughs> stolen for Joe Brandon. Right. right. But he didn't. So he's viewed as like a a Judas type figure. Yeah. <laughs> Who betrayed Trump at the crucial moment? <laughs> His campaign is even more dead in the water than <laughs> both DeSantis and Christie. Right. Like they view him <laughs> as the person who, like, yeah, again, Judas. <laughs> he backstabbed Trump at the you know the crucial moment, and yeah. So again, my advice, my kids drop out. <laughs> Drop out before you embarrass yourself any further. He's gonna have one vote, and it's gonna be his wife, mm. who he calls mother. Yeah, <laughs> and me if I was in. Unfortunately, <laughs> 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 I'm not American, Mike Pence, so I can't. <laughs> I can't vote for you. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Pat 
Robertson died this week. Do you know who that is? No. So he was a right wing ghoul, uh, like in the eighties and nineties. But I specifically knew him for his homophobic views. Oh right, okay. Like he, he's like very misogynist and he's a racist, but like oh, his biggest issue was homophobia. Okay. Like he would uh, just unprompted just go on a rant about how gay people are ruining the world, etc. Oh, right. I see. Okay. Yeah. He died this week. Oh. So. Honestly, the world is a better place without him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, no. fair enough. Listen, I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. You know, like, so like I made fun of the Queen and Margaret Thatcher dying, right? Yes. Because they are truly horrible people. Yes. Earlier, you know, we were speaking about Tina Jomart Peterson. Yes. I didn't make fun of her. I didn't, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know her. Yes. Right? Pat Robertson <laughs> is an <laughs> outright evil piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Pat is dead. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. And uh, I'm also glad it happened during Pride Month. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I hope they can get podcasts in hell. (laughs) So I can say, fuck you, Pat Robertson. All right. All right. Anyway, the next story is Terracueta. Oh. Do you know who that is? The 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 guy from Black Panther. Yes, he's the actor who portrayed Namor. Yes, in the latest Black Panther. Movie, that guy. Right? Yeah, he's been accused of sexual assault. Yeah. Musician Maria Eleno Rios called the actor a sexual predator in a series of Spanish language Twitter posts. Okay. Right? Yeah. Huerta has denied the claims, so I want to see how this plays out. Yeah. Because it, again, it's a he he said she said situation. Yeah. Right. But I also want to remind you that this woman has no incentive to make up this claim. Yeah. Right? It doesn't benefit her in any way. Yeah. It might actually have the opposite effect as in the past, women who have, been, who have accused famous men of sexual assault received death threats and misogynistic messages yeah. from, you know, the fans of that man. Yeah. So, uh, an example is Mason Greenwood. Yeah. He was, uh, his then-girlfriend put out a video of him abusing her right? yeah and a bunch of Mason Greenwood fans sent her like horrible messages yeah right so her coming out and you know accusing him is uh, a very brave stance that, yes. that, that's what I'm saying yeah I'm not saying that she's telling the truth I'm just saying in my mind she has no incentive to be lying yeah right yeah so yeah next story Next story. The Rock and Vin Diesel patch it up. Oh. AKA Black Adam must have done far worse than we realized. Yeah. <laughs> right. I So like I was looking at it and I thought about, uh, I looked at the Rock's filmography, right? Right. All his latest movies have flopped. Okay. Black Adam, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> He's spoken about this. Yeah. DC's League of Super Cats also flopped. Okay. Red Notice... I don't want to say it flopped because it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. So it's not like people went to theaters and we can measure, right? Yeah. Netflix has its own internal data. We don't know. Yeah. Because the the idea is that, you know, they're making these original movies to entice uh, people who haven't signed up to Netflix. Yeah. So I don't know how many people Red Notice pulled into Netflix. So yeah. uh, I can't say if it's a failure or not. But yeah. I'm including it here because <laughs> it failed on a 
enjoyment level. <laughs> I thought uh-huh. it was a rubbish movie. <laughs> right? So okay. a flop in that sense. Okay. And the other one is Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Do you know what that is? I heard of it briefly around the time well, it came out. I've watched all these movies. <laughs> like all of them are rubbish. Oh, nice. Right. Okay. Actually, I think the best one is maybe DC's League of Super Pets. <laughs> it's an animated movie of like yeah. Superman's dog Crypto and uh, yeah. Ace the Bat-Hound. Yeah. And they were vo- voiced by Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. That was uh, kind of the best one of these four. Okay. Right. His last successful movie was 2019's Jumanji, The Next Level. Okay. Which was pre-pandemic. Yeah. So, not last week, you know, <laughs> when we did the Fast episode, my guess yeah. was that the Fast franchise expanded the two-parter to a trilogy to incorporate The Rock. Yes. This was proven to be incorrect, right? Okay. So with this came the announcement that there will be a rock solo movie. Oh. Before the franchise ends with two more movies. Oh. Right? So this was supposed to be a two-parter. Yeah. It got turned into a trilogy. Yes. <laughs> now there's a rock solo movie yeah. in there, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a quadrilogy. Yeah. But uh, uh, what's also interesting is this rock movie is not going to be a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. It's, it's just okay. a rock solo movie. Well, oh. I, I don't know if it's a rock solo movie. Just... It it would mainly star the rock. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. Any thoughts on any of these news stories? Like I'm just going through it, and <laughs> you know, like uh, I mean, you're not saying anything. Meh. All right. Yeah. The UCL final. I yeah. Actually, since we last recorded, the FA Cup final and the UCL final happened. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Man City won a treble. Man City did win a treble. Congratulations. Yeah. Again, this is not sarcastic. This is not making fun. You know, congratulations. <laughs> In the same way, I congratulated United for top four. Congratulations to City. Yeah. Right? I'm just extremely, extremely disappointed that KDB got injured. Yeah. Like, KDB is my favorite non-Liverpool player. He is so good. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad this UCL, like, cements his legacy now. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you... I don't know if you saw it, and I don't know how true it is, but uh, after the game, string. yeah, yeah, someone was saying that he he been... said it in an interview. He said oh, it. he said he's, said he's been playing for the last two months with like a, a small tear in his hamstring. Yeah, and this he thinks that this game uh, fucked it up like yeah fully. Yeah, so you know, so <laughs> hopefully he recovers and you know he gets yeah. back to it. well, not gets back to his best because obviously <laughs> he plays for City, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like I just he's just so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I'm going to say something. Okay. Might get me disowned by the local fans. Oh, no. Okay. I, I think KDB is better than Gerard. Wow. That is a statement. Right. The Gerard Lampard scolds debate is the answer is KDB. <laughs> 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 if, I them, if I had to rank them, KDB, Gerard, scolds Lampard. Okay. Lampard is a huge bum. <laughs> the Chelsea fans love to... <laughs> You know, like, Chelsea fans compared Hazard to Salah, Lampard to Gerrard. You know, yeah. like, the, uh, yeah. Reese James and Trent. They're always trying to, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know why Chelsea fans are obsessed with us, but uh, all their players are fucking bums, bro. Every, in every, comp- uh, you know, of all these comparisons, the Liverpool player wins every time. Yeah. Not because I'm a Liverpool fan, it's just the fact of the situation. <laughs> but anyway, we got way off traffic, right? Oh, topic, I mean. Yeah. So, Inter were just rubbish. Yeah. City were a bit shaky and weren't at their best. 
Yeah. And Inter didn't capitalize at all. True. Imagine yeah. you make it to the Champions League final and you just don't give a good <laughs> account of yourself. You shut your fucking pants, bro. <laughs> right? And I'm seeing Lukaku getting a lot of hate online. Yeah. But when he came on, Inter at least had a few shots on target, right? Yeah. They did fuck all before he came on. I honestly I wouldn't know. Yeah, you went yeah. watch. <laughs> I I watched like the last 10 minutes or something. All right, well. Yeah. Like watch the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, he was only at fault for hitting a free header straight at Edison. Okay. Which, you know, a lot that that's a fair criticism. Yeah. That's not a good finish. Uh Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Barella had a disaster class. Okay. Uh lots of Liverpool fans are always saying we should buy him, right? Yeah. Because he's a quality 8. Okay. But I was watching him, he couldn't hold on to the ball at all. Under no pressure, he was just missing 5-yard passes. Okay. Like he and not just him, like majority of the entire team. Yeah. They couldn't hold on to the ball like 5 or 6 passes. It's like one two give the ball away. Yeah. Something like that. They were so awful. Okay. But uh, so he kept losing the ball and just clumsily fouling City players. Yeah. So like yeah, Barella, very disheartening, because I rated him highly. Yeah. To drop a disaster class like this is, yuck. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> <laughs> But Latoro Martinez is the most to blame for this loss. Okay. Right. He played the full ninety. Yeah. Horrible decision making every time. Right. Yeah. Because so they they had Jekyll in the first half they replaced Jekyll with Lukaku. Okay. And I know it's like you have one big main striker and you have a yeah. the second striker plays in the hole. Big guy little guy. Big guy little guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly they should have taken off Martinez. Okay. He was that dog shit. Damn. Like he was one and one and one with Edison. Not one and one like um Yeah, he was one and one. Right? Okay. And Lukaku, not free. There were two guys behind Lukaku, okay. so they could have, you know, sped up and got the ball. But if Martinez crossed, yeah, Lukaku had an open goal. Yeah, this idiot takes a shot <laughs> <laughs> and directly at Edison, bro. It's so, <sighs> you know, you you just have to reach in through, into the team and slap someone. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot, and. Um, He almost fucked up the World Cup as well. I'm not sure, but <laughs> never mind. Right? Uh, Grealish and Holland also had rubbish games, in my opinion. Okay. Right. Man City's defense won them the game. Okay. John Stones, in my opinion, was man of the match. Yeah. They gave it to Rodri for the goal. Yeah. Right. Speaking about the goal, Akanji made a great pass for Bernardo to cut back that well, through ball. Yeah, you you yeah. saw that with me. Right? Yeah, yeah. That through ball was mad. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody's really talking about it because like the finish from Rodri was great. The pullback. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a pullback. He just he crossed and he came off a defender and then Rodri yeah. hit it. But yeah. still, you know that that Akanji pass to Bernardo very yeah. underrated. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Edison is getting a lot of credit online, which yeah, like I said, that Lukaku shot was straight at him. I mean, they were they were two. Like decent saves right at the end, but they looked so good. Yes, but they were right at him. Yes, I, I really don't understand where this comes from. This idea that he had a good game, he was fine. It's yeah, like he's he, doing what any reasonable goalkeeper <laughs> should do. Yeah, <laughs> like, he did what he needed to do. Yeah, but and again, 
Inter weren't doing much yeah. for the first half. They just in the last like ten minutes had a couple of shots, but yeah, nothing scary. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, uh, any thoughts from you? Uh, I mean, it's it's <laughs> like my dad was saying um, something about Manchester keeping the treble. <laughs> <laughs> But like yeah, I, a Manchester United fan was like, yeah, Manchester, it's the same. <laughs> uh, United fans are so stupid. This whole season, they've been uh, supporting City to win the league over Arsenal. <laughs> they get what they fucking deserve, bro. Well, to be fair, I was I as a United fan was I, I, supporting. I'm not talking about every Arsenal. single United fan. I'm saying the vast majority of the fan base were. Yeah. You know, saying Arsenal are going to flop, Arsenal are going to flop, hope that you win. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah. <sighs> Next story. Next story. Messi is going to enter Miami. Yes, I did see that. Right. And this has <laughs> uh, pulled a lot of Ronaldo fans out. <laughs> <laughs> like, under every football related post is a video of Ronaldo at Juventus saying, we weren't in, we, we weren't in the MLS at 35. Yeah. All right. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Ronaldo can't go to Devils because he'll be arrested for <laughs> rape. Right. First of all, second of all, when 35-year-old Ronaldo joined Juventus, yes, they lost the Serie A <laughs> for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> right. United finished second. He came in. They finished, what, eighth uh, or sixth? Sixth. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Every club he's been to since Madrid, he's brought them down. <laughs> uh, but yes, anyway, this that was all. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. What I've just said. Yes, the debate was ended at the World Cup. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, been, it's done. You know, there's this the story about like they found a Japanese man. 29 years after the yeah. <laughs> World War 2 still fighting yeah. <laughs> all these Ronaldo fans we've just been replying <laughs> soldier fought fighting 20 years after battle already lost <laughs> these guys are fighting a battle that <laughs> lost years ago uh, you know last year right well this is the thing in my mind it was never close Yes. Messi was always better than Ronaldo. In my own as well. This World Cup is the cherry on top. It's not like... Because my other cousin was saying... Oh, <laughs> so it's the World Cup that makes a player. <laughs> no. It's the, <laughs> it's the crown jewel of a glittering career. Yeah. 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 And just... I saw a bunch of like... Mocking Pele, Ronaldinho. Oh. Uh, you know, like a bunch of them saying... When they were 35, they were playing in... Yeah. This wash league. Yeah. Right? And... And someone replied, the only difference between all those people is and Ronaldo is that they've all won the world. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Uh, cheers, Messi. You know, it was uh, it's a, been great, a... a great run watching, uh, you know, yeah. you play. It's been real. That Barcelona team, you know, under Pep yeah. was the best team. In, in my mind, still the best team to ever play the game. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. not even a Barcelona fan it's just they just they they were were that good they were just that good bro yeah yeah beat United in two Champions League fights yeah (laughs) that is yeah they did do that thing yeah one one of them was on Ronaldo's head I'm pretty sure yeah he played (laughs) yeah (laughs) but anyway 
let's just uh, go on because people are going to accuse me of, uh, <laughs> you know Ronaldo <laughs> right uh, yeah uh, New York Fog yes well I'm assuming you're talking about the, the smoke yes yeah well yes. <laughs> isn't fog what is fog fog is like um, I thought it's just been like fog's like a cloud but like very low well uh, fogs I think fogs like mainly water vapor but smokes like you know burning combustion stuff anyway I don't really have anything to say about the the fog it's just <laughs> <laughs> it was just there yeah yeah just like a lot of pictures that looked like it was in Blade Runner 2049 <laughs> have you seen that yes there's like a an orange scene yeah. where they're like they're in the Las Vegas uh, it's like I think the implication is that there was like a nuclear war there yeah and that's why that place is so fucked up by an orange yeah but yeah that's what those pictures from this week look like <laughs> it was yeah hectic yeah yeah nothing more to say other than who's hectic mate <laughs> yeah I think it's cleared up by now, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah. But yeah. The next story is Apple Glasses. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. So I saw the the video that they put out. It's like a 10-minute video. I shared it on the yeah my WhatsApp group with my friends. Okay. Like one person replied, he said, oh, this looks amazing. Yeah. Well, I was putting the <laughs> to show how dumb it I'm not trying to, you know, make make fun of my friend just because uh, I don't know, right? Uh, like <sighs> a few times now, yeah. I've looked at the dog shit Apple have put out, and I thought, "This is bullshit. Who would buy this?" Yeah. And then he just does gangbusters, <laughs> and they make another cool billion dollars. So, you know, <laughs> I don't have good. Uh, what's the word business instincts for this right yeah or maybe I do and just Apple have cultivated a, a bunch of fucking NPCs that will, <laughs> will buy anything they put out but anyway that uh, glasses yeah seems very clunky yeah obviously the idea is in future generations we can get it down to you know like reading glasses yeah but like in its current mode I would never use this. It's it's very much like an a VR headset kind yes. of. And yeah. like a similar thing to this, the Google Glass came out like ten years ago. Yes. Which, <laughs> and that flopped massively. Yeah. So I don't know, is the market right for it now? Or will people still say this is bullshit? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean I, I think the, the biggest thing about like it looks really, really cool. Like you know, it can do stuff that, like, an Oculus or other, uh, like, VR, AR headsets can't do. But the biggest thing for me right now is that I don't think it's worth three and a half thousand dollars. Because that's, like, that's 70 grand for us. It's it's for, like, the... The, the smallest. Uh, or the, the, the cheap version. The... What? The cheap version. The basic... Uh, well, I think there's only one version at the moment, oh. and then later on they'll like they'll expand it. All right, all right, all right. You know, like what they did with iPad, for example. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, similar idea. But uh, but I'm saying, I'm not saying 
I'm saying, you know, when it gets to like the glasses phase. Yeah. Like reading glasses phase. Maybe yeah. I'll be into it then. Yes. But at current moment, like the goggles, I don't like. Yeah. And this kind of leads into the Unabomber's point. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. No, it doesn't. But yeah. You can are, bully anyone with a blink. Yeah. <laughs> there are critiques of, you know, technology going too far. Yeah. Like, you know, people are addicted to their phones. Yes. Putting it literally over your eyes <laughs> seems like, <laughs> you know, the next step into addiction, technology addiction. Yeah. But yeah. Again, what do I know? <laughs> I've I've seen people that were testing it. Like so people that have glasses, right? They they went and they tested it. Yeah, you can get uh, what's it called? Yeah. Prescription goggles. Yeah. But they they were saying that without their glasses on and without the prescription, you can actually see better than if you were wearing your glasses because you're only having to focus on the screen that's right in front of your eyes oh, instead of yeah, having yeah. to well i thought you meant like you know seeing in front of you the go- the glass <laughs> no yeah, obviously if it's right in front of your eyes it's easier to see yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh Danya. yeah the next story there was an earthquake in Johannesburg. there was right yeah did you know yes i did i was awake for so was i <laughs> <laughs> it happened at like half past two in the morning Right. 20 to 3 yeah. I was awake watching the hit Fox comedy New Girl <laughs> right I thought my downstairs neighbours were drilling <laughs> which I know seems unlikely but like I'm a night owl right and yeah. I do most things at night so why not drill at night <laughs> that's all I thought right but then I went online and I saw like Everyone was talking about an earthquake. Yeah. Like, oh, that, that, that's a slightly more plausible explanation. Someone was running downstairs. <laughs> but yeah, it was a 5.0 on the Richter scale, yeah. which is a moderate earthquake. Yeah. So not a big deal, but it's very it's, un, unusual to have earthquakes in South Africa. I, I would say it is a big deal for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's unusual to have Earth. Yeah. Well, we don't have natural disasters. At, well, we've got like felt fires and stuff. But that's... That's not natural. <laughs> well, it depends. You can have natural felt fires. Like, okay. Not according to conspiracy theorists, but I believe the the current explanation for how the the Canada fires started, you know, the, the fog in New York, yeah. was that... Um, they had dry lightning that struck grass and let it. Yeah. All right. So you do get natural fires. Sure. Yeah. But I'm saying like hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, tsunamis, we very rarely experience any natural disasters. Yes. Except like you said, or there might be like a flash flood. Yeah. Or a flash flood or like a, or what did you say? Uh, fire fire yeah a natural fire yes right but yeah earthquake is extremely yeah yeah it's, it's very right so like I said on the, in the context of a scale it's, it's moderate it's not a big deal but we're a place that doesn't get any of this so it's like <laughs> yeah. it was a shock to yeah. say the least yeah right. uh, so what are you doing I was watching Le Mans Let's just move on. <laughs> okay. The last story <laughs> is Oppenheimer versus Mission Impossible. Yes. 
So Tom Cruise is apparently very upset <laughs> <laughs> that Oppenheimer will be taking up the IMAX screens. Oh. I think Oppenheimer comes out the week before. No, oh. sorry, sorry. Mission Impossible comes out a few weeks before Oppenheimer. Okay. So it's going to have like the IMAX theaters for like two weeks, then Oppenheimer is going to take over. Okay. And his argument is that the Mission Impossible movies will make more money. Uh, fair. Because like, it's just a a broad action movie is more appealing to the public than yeah like, a three hour movie about the guy who invented the atom bomb. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Um, and also, you know, like shorter movies, you can yeah. have more showings. Okay. So like, if a movie is an hour and a half, you can have four showings in a day. But yeah. if a movie is three hours, you can have two. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It behooves them to choose the the longer option. No, the shorter well, option. Right. So they have four showings instead of two. Does behooves mean benefits? Yes. Okay. It behooves them. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure to have the one with more showings, so they can sell more tickets. Yes. Right. Right. But. I don't like that. Okay. Uh, I think Oppenheimer's date was set before Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. So, uh, I believe first come first serve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like uh, these economic arguments can kiss my ass. Yeah. Like I'm sure executives or whatever agree with this, but fuck them. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> in in terms of fairness, Oppenheimer was the you know. Yeah. Put its flag in the sand first. Yeah. You know. There's actually so I was watching okay I watch a YouTube channel called Dan Merle do you know who that is no so fuck I don't know do you know what Screen Junkies yeah vaguely they were like a YouTube channel yeah he used to be a member of that all right okay but he has his own channel now okay and he was discussing this right and he said that there's a like an open spot I think in August yeah that there'll be like an eight-week run where there's no big IMAX movies. Yeah. Mission Impossible could have chosen that date. Yeah. Because, like I said, Oppenheim was there first. Yeah. They, <laughs> them choosing it, you know, to come out like a couple weeks before Oppenheim and shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. So, even though Tom Cruise's argument, I guess, you know, would be true to the... Not true. Would appeal to the, the people executives. trying to make money. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. I believe it was just a stupid idea to yeah. have it at this time. Yeah. But this also, you know, uh, it was already in a battle. Yeah. <laughs> Oppenheimer and Barbie is coming out on the same day. Yeah. Which, I guess in the executives' minds, there's very little crossover between the two. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm right here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be doing the double head on that day. <laughs> well... Barbie because it's a shorter movie and then Oppenheimer second because yeah, yeah three hours yeah but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so adding Mission Impossible to this is a very you know it's a three way shootout between Barbie Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible and again I'm gonna see them all so you know it's not a yeah if if, if you start at like 10am you can watch them all on the same day yes but not all not, not an IMAX Oh no, not so an IMAX. Most theaters only have one IMAX screen. Yes. So when the one like when you know the mall nearest to us Yes. Shut down Avatar Yes. <laughs> they I think it was Ant Man they put in. Yeah. I was so pissed. I was punching the wall. <laughs> I was crying in the shower. <laughs> but yeah. There can only be one IMAX at a time. 
Yeah. So Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible, I'm going to have to watch on yeah. separate weeks. Yeah. Whereas Barbie and Oppenheimer will watch on the same day. Okay, makes uh, sense. But yeah, it just... <sighs> Mission Impossible, the producers, you've made a fuck up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right? But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably been like an hour of news. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I can just check the time on the thing. 52 minutes. Yeah, pretty much an hour of news. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the context for this movie. Which, and the context for this movie is that you fucked me up. You fucked up my evening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, okay. My friend has been living in China for the last year. Oh, okay. He went there to become a tutor. Oh. And he came back... Uh, few weeks ago okay and uh, he wanted to make plans and I was like well I'm gonna be watching Spider-Man this weekend yeah I was gonna go to a 3pm showing yes because that's what I usually do I go during the day right. so that I avoid crowds I avoid uh, I go during the day during the week yes because on weekends and Friday nights people will bring their children yes so that's gonna fuck things up for me true so I usually go like I said weekdays early as possible Yes. Like at 10 a.m. on Monday, nobody's going to be there. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could smoke in the theater. Nobody would know. <laughs> right? But not that you would do that. Not that I would. Yeah. But I could. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? But because my friend is here, he yeah. was like, uh, he was available at 7 o'clock. So I'm like, all right, we'll go watch the 7 o'clock showing. All right. So we book tickets and I get there and he calls me and says he's sick. Oh, he's been vomiting. Oh, so he can't make it. Damn, and that's fine because I didn't. I didn't pay for his ticket. I paid for mine. He paid for his. Yeah. So it's not like I'm, you know. Yeah. Out of uh, out of pocket here. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. And, you're not inconvenienced. And I go to watch movies regularly alone. Yes. So it's not. I'm not upset that I'm alone. Yeah. Right. As I'm standing in line to get popcorn, who shows up? Um. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> My three younger cousins and my brother. <laughs> the first thing, first things first, my brother comes up to me and says, Oh, I see you're an influencer now. <laughs> dog, I was going to slap the dog shit out of him. <laughs> Don't call me a fucking influencer, bro. I will stab you. I'm not a. <laughs> that word means nothing. <laughs> I was going to beat him up. Right? <laughs> then you and my other cousin come and ask me about McAllister. Oh, yeah. that should have been in the news. We signed McAllister. Yes. <laughs> Alec, well, I don't know what his nickname should be. Alex Mack or McCallie? McAlex. Mm, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Alex is his first name. I know. <sighs> so we're going to the beginning of his second name, then coming back to his first name. I don't like it at all. It's either McAllie or Alex Mack. Okay. All right. I hope I'm, I'm I hope you figure that out. I'm leaning towards McAllie. Okay. Yeah. Because nobody's going to know when I say Alex Mack. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to think I'm talking about like a lawyer from a TV show. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so yeah. You guys show up and I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. We're going to be in the theater. I'll be far away from you devils. Yes. We get in the theater and you guys are right behind me. <laughs> I'm in the second last row. You guys are in the last row. Yes. And I'm like, and not just, you know, in the row behind me, directly behind me. Yes. <laughs> right. And like I said, it's not just you. Right? Yes. So let me go through my problems. Okay. 
So to my left. Yes. There was a cigar on his phone. Yes. He was just fucking on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, all right, maybe you are the most important person in the world. You know. Yes. Maybe you you need to receive a message, and you're you know. You're only here because you took your kid to the movies or whatever. Yes. Put the brightness down. <laughs> it just added on full brightness. Full brightness. It was in my eye. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> but I spoke to him. I'm like, uh, sorry, the light's hurt in my eye. And he was like, oh, sorry. And he put it away. Oh. That's reasonable, right? Okay. If someone says, hey, this is upsetting me. You know, you're like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize my actions were having an effect on you. Yes. Let me stop doing this. Yes. Right? You, all four of you behind me, chatted throughout the movie. I wouldn't say chatted, but did okay. You, did you speak? I mostly gasped, and then other people would be like, oh yeah, that's that. Right. Uh, and listen, I'm not trying to stifle, you know, reactions. Yeah. If something funny happens, you laugh. Yes. If something shocking happens, you gasp, right? Yes. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. I'm saying talking. Saying words. I didn't do much of that. I'm not speaking about you specifically. Okay. I'm saying... Yes, just, just in general. I heard a lot of talking behind me from you guys. Okay. And it's like... It's like, you know, my my kids that I tutor? Yes. They'll, they'll be like, Sir, uh, I'll see them talking. I'll be like, Hey, you, stop talking. They'll be like, Sir, it wasn't me. I'm <laughs> like, I saw you open your mouth and sound came out. <laughs> the same thing, I turned around. I saw all of you with your mouths open and sound came out. At different points, not you know, okay, all at once. Yes, <laughs> we were just all saying the same things, like you know, the twins in The Shining, <laughs> where they just <laughs> <I'm> playing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all four of us at the same. Time. So at various times, all of you were speaking. Okay, and I was just very frustrated. Okay, but the worst culprit was. In the back to the right. Yes. There was a child there. Yes. <laughs> and that child was fucking speaking the, the whole time. Yes. Uh, yeah. After the movie, I spoke to the mother of that child and okay. gave them a talking to. I was like, please, you can't, you know, make a noise in the theater. Yeah. There's other people here. You know, you're ruining our experience. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> then, but like, you know, there's nothing I could do at the moment. Yes. So, yeah. When I went home, I was fucking heated. Yeah. I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, you know, I work a job. You do? Get paid a salary. That, yeah. I spend my hard-earned cash, you know, for a nice night out. Yes. I go there only for it to be ruined by people just being very rude. I see. Right? Yes. It's just uh, frustrating. Fair enough. So, yeah. I only wrote this document like yesterday because <laughs> for the last two weeks I've just been uh, upset. Every time I sit down to write across the spirals, I just think about <laughs> everyone there is fucking talking in that movie, and I get angry. Okay. All right. And then anyway, I was speaking about this on the weekend, right? Yes. And your dad says to me, "Huh, I think you're upset because your friend didn't come." <laughs> yes. And you had no one to talk to. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's the most deranged thing I've ever heard. I'm complaining about them talking and you're saying the reason I'm complaining about them talking is that I didn't have anyone to talk to. No. I Okay, I'm not saying going to say I've never spoken in the theater. Right? Yes. I can remember a time when I was like 17. Yes. And uh, we, I was at a pre-drinks with my friends. Right. And we were deciding what we were going to do that evening. 
Yeah. And we, we were supposed to go to this party, but this one guy says, "Hey, let's go to the movies." Okay. So I was drunk in the, uh, you know in the theater because we were already drinking before. Yeah. And I was speaking in the movie. Yeah. That's the one and only time I can remember myself speaking in a movie. Okay. And I assume when I was a child, maybe. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> at least for the last like ten years, I have not spoken in a theater when I go watch a movie. Fair enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway, we need to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just check the time. Right? <laughs> Fuck it. It's eight minutes. It's eight minutes. Come on. I thought it was long. <laughs> If we were touching fifteen, I'd feel bad. But it's eight minutes. I, I deserve eight minutes uh, <laughs> because of the way. <laughs> anyway, let's let's just move on, right? Context of the movie. All right. So the genesis of the character Miles Morales is the premiere episode of season two of Community. Okay. Like a landmark com- comedy series. Yes. Apparently, Donald Glover mentioned in an interview that he was a huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah. And a campaign started online called hashtag Donald for Spider-Man to get him cast in the upcoming reboot. Okay. Yeah, uh, which would become the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Right, as Peter Parker. Okay. So I'm not sure if he auditioned or not, but he lost the the role to Andrew Garfield, obviously. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then in that episode of Community, he wears Spider-Man pajamas as a nod to the fat fan campaign. Yeah. And years later, Brian Michael Bendis, the creator of Miles Morales, said he based Miles Morales' design on Donald Glover. Donald Glover's appearance in that episode of Community. Oh. Okay. Right. Yeah. Although that episode aired in 2010 and Marvel editorials say that they had the idea for Black Spider-Man since 2008 when Barack Obama won the presidency. Okay. So the idea of a Black Spider-Man was, you know, bouncing around yeah. and then Bendis saw that episode of Community and it yeah. solidified in his mind. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> This is just what I've read. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. It could be a bit of both. I'm just mentioning this For the sake of completeness, right? Yeah. Anyway, Miles made his debut in 2011 in the Ultimate Universe to accusations of political correctness. Oh goodness. Okay. If it if if he was created today, it'd be called wokeness. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. So, do you know what the Ultimate Universe was? No. <sighs> so. You know, like there's decades of continuity, right? Yes. Which yeah. is difficult for new readers to come into, yeah, because there's like sixty years worth of stories, yeah, that you have to, you know, like, yeah, have context for for this. So, yeah, every couple of years, DC reboots. Okay, they start a new universe, or they they, you know, they reign in the yeah, you know, the things that have gone too far, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? and they simplify. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain characters, or they again, it's a reboot, so yeah. they may change their origin, or you know, make so it's easier for a new comic fan to come in. Right. Yeah. So in 2011, well, I don't know if it started in 2011, but Miles was introduced in 2011. Okay. The idea for the Ultimate Universe was that it would be a clean, you know, new universe without lots of continuity that new readers could come into. Right. Yeah. But they, so that was one thing that yeah. like, there wouldn't be too much continuity. And two, they promised that the Ultimate Universe would never cross over with the main line. You know, so, oh, right? oh, okay. Both those two were proven to be re- yeah <laughs> wrong within maybe one or two years. <laughs> <laughs> they crossed over with the Ultimate, with the, the main line universe almost immediately. <laughs> 
It's like on page two of <laughs> the ultimate comics. They're like, oh, is that the main? <laughs> yeah, but, but anyway, yeah. Uh, within like two years, they had packed 60 years worth of <laughs> continuity into the ultimate universe. Right? But anyway, this isn't about the ultimate universe. This is, I was just trying to, you know, give context for, uh, to where Miles comes from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the main creative force behind these movies are Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Okay. So they aren't the directors, but are the writers and producers. Oh, so I see. one of okay. them wrote the first, but they both produced the first. Okay. And this one, both of them wrote it, and they also produced. Yeah. And the next one as well. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because we know about that as well now. Yeah. Well, they they announced it before the movie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That. Okay. Yeah. So what I okay well we'll get to it right but what I didn't know was that this was a two part. Yes, I also. Yeah. I thought this was just the next chapter in the story. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a full complete movie. I didn't realize this would be. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. And spoiler alert, I didn't like it at all. I but also didn't. We'll 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 get to that right. Yeah. Um. So their previous credits include Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, Damn. which they directed wrote. Yeah. Uh, 21 and 22 Jump Street. Okay. Again, they directed and wrote. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they wrote the first one. I think Jonah Hill wrote the first one. But okay. whatever, right? Yeah. And they made the Lego movie. Okay. Which they directed and wrote. Yeah. So most recently, before the Spider-Verse films, they were fired from Solo, a Star Wars story. Ooh, okay. Right? Disney thought they were making the movie too funny. <laughs> Can you have too funny of a movie? Well, th- this is the thing. They're very, like, protective over the Star Wars brand. Oh, yeah. Fair I, enough. I would have liked to see, you know, like, a commonly set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like a a political thriller, like a... Yeah. You know, like, different... Just, different, just something. Different genres within this universe. Yeah. But they, <laughs> Lucasfilm, uh, you know, a subsidiary of Disney that yes. controls the Star Wars stuff, they, yeah. they don't want to take risks. Everything is the same... Oh, kind yeah. of uh, what's it called uh, like the same template no like it's the same vibe so, okay all of them it's they're all set in the Star Wars universe and there's nothing kind of differentiating them yeah okay there's nothing that makes each show unique yeah uh, it's like yeah if the tone tone different tones okay that, that, that's what I'm trying to say yeah yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what was Disney's loss was Sony's gain, right? Yes. As the first Spider mo- Spider-Verse movie was excellent. Yeah. So I didn't see it at the time, but I watched it during the pandemic, and I thought it was just such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. And I think that's uh, similar for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Because uh, the first movie opened to $35 million. Yeah. And eventually grew to four hundred million. Yes. Right. Yeah. This movie's opening weekend was around eighty to one hundred twenty million. That's so, insane. Like more than doubled. Yeah. Uh, the opening weekend, but at time of podcasting, yeah. <laughs> it's made roughly the same amount uh, of money as the same movie, so which is four hundred million. Jeez. Which is a shock to me. Because okay. You know, like I said, the first one debuted to 35, ended up at 400. Yeah. This one debuted at 80 to 120 and is at 400 million now. And yeah. it's been 11 days since it came out. Yes. Most people watch 
you know, the movie within the first week. Like opening weekend. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't have legs and grow further. Yeah. But I'm just kind of shocked that it's only made four hundred million. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, the movie costs hundred million. Yeah. And doubling it due to marketing, the movie still made a tidy two hundred million yeah. dollar profit, right? Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I just thought it would be way bigger. Yeah, I mean That's fair my enough. own yeah. That's my own predictions. Yes. Expectations. Yeah. So I, I don't want to put that on <laughs> on this and say, Oh, it's a failure. I just yeah. thought you know, it'd be bigger. I, mean, I thought I thought this would do like a billion easy. Yeah. I four hundred million seems way way too but again it could have legs yeah I mean looking at the hype for it yes I expected it to be at least high 100 millions yeah but yeah but yeah I think it will kind of grow into it a bit more yeah right Uh, that 400 million for the first one was the entirety of its theatrical run yeah this 400 million is after 11 days yes so we don't know how it's going to turn out we'll revisit this when it's out of theaters yeah right but again it just feels small yeah. So yeah, my thoughts on the movie. Okay. So, do you want to add any context before? Uh, no, not really. All right. Before the movie starts, I love the animation on the Sony, the Sony Columbia and Marvel logos. Yes. Right. They make yeah. it glitch and change animation yeah. like what happens in the movie. Yeah. It's a cool way to prime us for what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. I love the intro with Gwen playing the drums and recapping us on the previous movie. Yeah. So every universe has a d- distinct animation style, and this is not my area of expertise. So yes. I did some research <laughs> okay. on this. Right, Earth sixty five, the home of Gwen Stacy, was designed to look like impressionistic watercolor paintings. Yeah, the animation team created a simulator to generate the style and used a visual palette that reflects Gwen's emotions, like a three dimensional mood ring. Yeah, according to co director Justin K. Thompson, the reflection of her emotions gets. Through Colors is inspired by a scene in 1950s Cinderella where her dress gets torn and the environment reacts to that trauma. Yeah. This style was also intended by Miller to remind the audience about the covers of the Spider-Gwen comic books. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, the the biggest thing I noticed was, um, you know when she hugs her dad? Like, when she goes back and she yes. hugs her dad, it the purpose. orange... Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Her emotions are represented by yeah. the scenery around her. <laughs> it's amazingly well done. Mm. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. That's my favorite animation style in this movie. Okay. There's some I like, there's some I don't like. Yeah. But, uh, the watercolors, uh, I thought was very. Like, I don't okay. know. It just felt comforting. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. Right. Um, the next thing. Well, the. Uh, well, we'll get to it. The only thing I didn't like from this opening of Gwen is when she was fighting the lizard, Peter Parker lizard. Okay. The music in that scene. Okay. It's like, you know, when fast things are happening, you play fast music. Yeah. But when it's slowing down, you'll, you know, slow down the music. So yeah. Like kind of go along with the rhythm. Yeah. They were playing like fast music throughout, even when the fight ended. Yeah. I was just like, this feels odd. In, in my mind, it kind of portrays the like the panic of oh shit i just killed peter parker yeah like it's kind of it's going along with our heart rate if that makes any sense all right well i don't do too well we'll we'll rewatch the scene yeah yeah. at some point when it comes out right yeah but i don't think that's the case i think they were just playing music and okay yeah 
I don't know, make it go along with the fight scene. Yeah. Well enough. But again, that's a good uh, reading that it's... Because, like, you see her drumming yeah. when she's going to do something. Yeah. So it's kind of getting her, herself worked up, you know, to get up the nerve to do it. Yeah. So, this is something I've been seeing floating around online. Okay. Is that Gwen is a trots woman. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. The evidence for this is that she has a sticker in her bedroom that says, protect trots kids. Yes. Secondly, her not being able to reveal her full self as Spider-Gwen to her father, you know, as he won't accept her, is similar to the experience trans people go through with parents who won't accept them. Yeah. Right? I just feel like this is a Rise of Skywalker situation. Okay. So Disney said that Rise of Skywalker would have the first openly gay kiss in Star Wars movies. Yeah. And it happens quickly in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like borderline off screen. Yeah. Right? In my opinion, that was insulting to gay people. Okay. Right? Similarly, I feel this is insulting to trans people. Okay. Make her openly trans instead of just hinting at it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Have the courage of your convictions. This feels like a cop-out to me. Yeah. Just vaguely hinting at it. Oh, but, yeah. That being said, if you are a trans person who loved this and felt seen and feel like Gwen is a good representation, then that's fine. Yeah. Right? Don't let me ruin your enjoyment. I you just, do you, bro. I just believe that you should be asking for better instead of, you know, some vaguely hinting at something. Yeah. Right? Be yeah. open about it. But, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway. Then the Renaissance era vulture appears. Right? Okay. Should yeah. be told, I like the idea of this, but I didn't like the parchment animation. Okay. Intr- okay. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Uh, it, to me it felt distracting yeah I can see how it is distracting I kept looking at his animation instead of like following the plot yeah it was very like cause it it just seems like bizarre and out of place and obviously that's the yeah, effect that's, they want to have on you that yeah. this is different you know universes are different and but like I just yeah. I thought it was very like garish you know like okay it just uh, I didn't enjoy that right okay yeah fair enough I also really like that we get these small text boxes that explain con- concepts or like yeah. hammer space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can just reach it. Right? <laughs> right. And then we're introduced to Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. Okay, Spider-Man 20, 20, 2099. Yes. Yeah. by Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And continues filling us in with information of how the vulture appeared here. Yeah. And like how it's a consequence of the first movie. Yeah. Kingpin's. Super collider uh, yeah. tore holes in space. Yes. And that's why the vulture is here now. Yeah. And that's a good way to link it to the first one. Yeah. Right? Um, we also meet Jess Drew, aka Spider Woman, voiced yeah. by Issa Rae. <laughs> I had a laugh when Gwen. Why, why do you laugh at Issa Rae? No, not Issa Rae, at Spider Woman. Because uh, the, the very first introduction of her is like she rides in and then Gwen goes, Are you Frank? Yeah. Well, it, she asks if yeah. she's pregnant. She says yes, I think, and then she's like, "Can you adopt me?" Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's such a. I also I thought that was so weird. Like you've just met this lady. Yeah. Like uh, you think she's cool, but you don't. You know. You don't know anything. About her. <laughs> what if she abuses? Her children? <laughs> and you're like, please adopt me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, I had a great laugh when Gwen makes a spider web to stop the helicopter from falling. And someone says, I think it's a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fairly sure that's exactly the same sound clip as the one from the first movie. With 
I, I think it's Post Malone that says, I think it's a Banksy. And it's it's the exact same right. soundbite. I've got to be honest, I don't really remember the first one. <gasps> There's like a... I want to say it's like a Christmas tree. I, I don't actually remember it that well either. But it's like a... It's like it's something that looks like a Christmas tree. Yeah, but, but I remember the first one. I just don't remember specific details like this. Like yeah. one random. <laughs> <shot it> out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had a good chuckle at that. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what Banksy is. Yes. Well, uh, not you, the listeners. Oh. Banksy is yeah. like a an unknown person who like an anonymous street artist. Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous street artist nobody knows about it and he'll just like you know do something on his life <laughs> yeah. one day yeah right? and uh, yeah he doesn't like take well he takes credit by writing his name but nobody yeah. knows and I'm saying he we don't know it could be woman yeah could be whatever yeah right uh, next we catch up with Miles yeah he's late for a meeting with his parents and the school counsellor yeah because he's stopping the main villain of this movie The Spot yeah voiced by uh, Jason Schwartzman Oh. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was the villain in Scott Pilgrim. Oh! He's the... But, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I know him from other stuff, but uh, I chose that because that's probably what you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually a coppler. He's like uh, Nicolas Cage's cousin. Oh, like okay. A nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. But yeah. That's pretty cool. He's part of the Coppola family. Nice. Mm. Okay. But again, Nicolas Cage changed his name so that he wouldn't be accused of uh, like using ne- nepotism, the, yeah right Jason Schwartzman I don't think I think he like his father's name is Schwartzman and like he married into the family yeah that, that's why but yeah. both of them like they don't want to use their connections to the Coppola family to, yeah you know yeah whatever good on them <laughs> yeah they're both good so yeah you know um, yeah having him be the scientist that helped with the making of Kingpin's Collider is an excellent bit of retconning. Yeah. Right. I really... And, you know, like I said, tying it back to the first one, this... Having him be the scientist who helped... Yeah. You know, he's the scientist who brought the spider over. Yes. And he helped build the Collider. Yes. Right. I think is a good way to... Yeah. It's a natural extension of the first movie. Yeah. Right. Compared to what Fast X did with Jason Momoa, <laughs> right, with Amphus being inserted while the, uh, like I said, the spot feels like a natural extension of the first movie, right? Yeah. The idea of making the spot the villain comes from the notorious Spider-Man ruiner, Avi Arad. Okay. Do you know who he is? No. So he was a producer. Okay. Uh, on most Spider-Man movies. Okay. Uh, and like, his interference is why Spider-Man 3 is a mess. Oh, Right. His interference is why there's like six villains in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh. <laughs> it's like, him, again, notorious Spider-Man ruiner. Yeah. <laughs> there's just directors trying to do their job and he'll come in and say, no, put this in. Because he's he's like a toy guy. Oh, right. He's okay. very much like Ike Perlmutter. Remember we mentioned Yeah. Him? He's like, put this person in so we can get more toys of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just mentioned to uh, Lord and Muller that they should make the spot the villain. Oh, right, and okay. They, <laughs> like, this is the first and probably last time we'll ever say anything <laughs> about him on this, pod- this podcast, right? So drink it in, Aviara. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> and also, 
very like Miles's roommate who just does not want to get involved. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to be your guy in the chair. <laughs> uh, I really feel like I'd be that guy. <laughs> I want no part in this. Right. Anyway, the meeting with the counselor and his parents sets up the idea of this movie. Okay. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, and literally later on in the yes. movie. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the idea of this whole thing, right? Yes, yes. This is a fundamental aspect of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Yes. Whenever Peter Parker's personal life is going well, his Spider-Man responsibilities suffer. Yes. Right. When he's doing well at being Spider-Man, his personal life suffers. Yeah. He can never win, right? Yeah. This is why we identify with Peter Parker. Yes. Life is constantly shitting on him from every angle, and he still chooses to do the right thing. True. That's why... You know, like Superman. Yeah. He'll stop the villain without breaking a sweat. Yeah. Right? Does Superman sweat? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but like, uh, Spider-Man, he has a very limited skills or power set. Yeah. Right? So, it, it could be likely that he dies. It could be, you know. Yeah. It's uh, He's a much more identifiable character. Yes. And he was a teen when he debuted, so... You know, a lot of teens, like, empathized with him. Yeah. Or, like, what's identified with him. Yeah. That's why Spider-Man is the most popular character. Yeah. In Marvel, at least. Yeah. Right. Uh, in the early 2000s, when the Sam Raimi movies came out. Yeah. Spider-Man merchandise was outselling, like, everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... Uh, Superman, Batman, and the rest of Marvel. Yeah. And I guess the rest of DC. Yeah. Were less than Spider-Man alone in terms of merchandise sales. That's crazy. In the early 2000s. Yeah. That's, it was something mad like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably just clean this up next week. (laughs) 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 Like do the proper research, but like, yeah, Spider-Man in the early 2000s was going mad. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this movie is about Miles interrogating this idea. Yeah. Why should it apply to him? You know, he's a different Spider-Man. He can yeah. just do his own thing. He shouldn't feel obligated to go on the journey other Spider-Man have gone on. He's his own person. Yeah. Right? So next we see Miles finish his fight with the spot and the spot kicks his own ass. Falls <laughs> 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 into one of his portals, right? This makes him enter the portal dimension. Yeah. He peeks into other universes and he sees number one a comic universe where a woman beats him with a purse. Yeah. <laughs> right. A Lego dimension, which I'll talk about just now. Oh, that one. Yeah. And three, okay. he meets an old Asian woman in a convenience store who is not surprised. <laughs> this lady is Mrs. Chen from the Venom movies. Yes. I like this cameo because it doesn't draw attention to itself. Yeah. If you don't know who she is, it's just a, a universe that is real and this lets you know that it's not only animated universes that we're going to in this movie. If you do know her, it's a fun cameo that lasts for two seconds. Yeah. Compare this with the unbearable fan service in No Way Home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, the Lego sequence was done by a 14-year-old Canadian animator, Preston yeah. Mutanga. Yeah. And was added late in the movie after the filmmakers were so impressed by his fan-made Lego recreation of the film's first teaser that they tracked him down and recruited him. How cool is that? That's super cool, bro. That's amazing. Yeah. Although, I hope he actually got paid a decent amount for it. Yes. Or, you know, compensated in yes. some way. I hope it's not like we're doing this for exposure. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing, because, yeah, 
I really like that Lego sequence. Yeah. Right. Next is the barbecue scene. Yeah. Miles is late because he's getting the cake and gets two because <laughs> the ladies was just rushing all this stuff. <laughs> it's always a great bit in the movie where like somebody's dictating what to write and the person writing just writes it. <laughs> it's, uh, it also happened in Shazam, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That, yeah. It's like a I mean uh, the, magic, the pen. That, yeah, the yeah. magic pen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they say between <laughs> He's fighting crime on the way home and the remaining letters on the cake say I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Miles goes to his room and listens to music. Yeah. And Gwen appears in the portal above his bed. Yeah. Well, I just because I just mentioned music, I want to say I like the first movie's music way more than this one. Okay. Let me not say music. I like the song Sunflower. <laughs> That's one of my favorite songs. Well, uh, both Sunflower and there's a sequence where it goes like, what's up, danger? Oh, yeah. From the first one. The, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really like those two. There's no yeah. music in this movie that like, you know, grabbed me. That I was like, oh, this is great. Okay, that's, I mean, that's fair. Like, I was listening to the whole soundtrack well, on well, the way that, here. That's what I was going to say. Uh, my other cousin as well, he's been talking about, like, listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. And I haven't listened to the soundtrack. All I know is the movie, like, what portions they use in the movie. So I don't know the full songs. Yeah. I just know what was in the movie. Yeah. So obviously, this could change in the future, but... Yeah. You know what I'm saying, that... Uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I love the the soundtrack of right. the whole movie. Well, again, the, these thoughts can change. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> set <laughs> so in stone. You yeah. know, uh, just at current moment, uh, I wasn't impressed with the music. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. So, they web sling across the city while they catch up. Yeah. I love the sequence. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. I don't think it's my favorite sequence, but I really liked it a lot. Okay. Fair enough. I might come back and say this is my favorite sequence. I... Okay. I can't remember off the top of my head. Right? Okay. <laughs> so they come back and introduce Gwen to his parents. Yeah. Miles and his mom have a sweet moment and then he follows Gwen to the spot's hideout. Yes. Uh, Gwen recreates what happened and we see the spot go to the multiverse again. Yes. She has very cool technology that's like, yeah. <laughs> replay what happened here. Yeah. Too <laughs> it's very convenient. Bro, it's like, CSI. Yeah. <laughs> they'll like look at a bullet and then they'll see a recreation in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. All right. Um, Gwen and Miles go through a portal and end up in Mumbatten. Yeah. Where we meet Pavita Prabhaka, aka Indian Spider Man, voiced by Karan Sony. Yeah. Do you know who Karan Sony is? Uh, the voice of Indian Spider Man. So he was the driver in Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes. The taxi cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's been a... Dopinder. Yes. 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 <laughs> he's been in a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And the three of them fight the spot. Yeah. So the spot gets away and ends up in this universe's equivalent of the collider that gave him his powers. Yeah. While putting up a barrier that stops the spider people from following him. Yeah. This is when Hobie Brown, a.k.a. Spider-Punk. Yes. Voiced by Daniel Kaluuya makes an appearance. Yeah. Do you know who Daniel Kaluuya is? Uh, no. He was in Black Panther. Okay. You know those guys with the, the blue cloth? Oh, oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also from Get Out. Yeah, yes, I know who he is. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm trying to think where where else but I he was he was Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I you definitely haven't watched. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I googled him either this morning or yesterday yeah. because he looked familiar. Mm. But yeah. Yes. Uh I can appreciate that they're trying something new here, but I did not enjoy the animation on Hobie. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Right. I felt like I was having a headache every time his animation came on screen. Yes. I read that he was yeah. moving at different frame per second or different frame rates, right? Yeah. Like different parts of his body was animated at different frame rates. Yeah, so I uh, from what I can recall, it's like depending on the universe you're in, you're updated at uh or the universe you're from, you're updated at a different frame rate. So like Hobie is like I think every fourth frame or something he's updated whereas the others are like every second and third frame or something. Okay, well, all of that is gibberish to me. It <laughs> 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 so just reminded me of the Hobbit, right? Okay. Uh, when the Hobbit came out, people felt like vomiting uh, because like the, that was yeah. the first experiment of you know, higher frame rate. Yes. And yeah, people came out feeling like they wanted to vomit. So I yeah. Think something similar is happening to me. Yes. You know, with this. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the animation of the vulture in the beginning, but it wasn't upsetting, you know, like the way this yeah. Hobie animation was, right? That's fair. The next thing is his personality. Okay. So I mentioned this in the Ant-Man episode. This is an example of capitalism absorbing re- revolutionary ideas, defanging it and presenting it back to the public, right? Yeah. Hobie is supposedly an anarchist and is anti-capitalist. Yes. But you best believe the Sony Corporation will be commercializing this character. <laughs> I'm not saying this is a bad or a good thing. Yeah. The movie is allowed to have characters portrayed how, however it wants. Okay. I just think I should point it out when this is happening that like if if you actually believed in, in the thing in the <laughs> words he was saying you wouldn't Yes. participate. But yeah. Well, whatever. Like I said, the movie's allowed to do whatever. I, I'm just noting it down. Yeah. Next is the building where the collider was collapsing and all the spider people need to save the people in Mumbatan from for- the falling rubble. Yeah. Right. This, this is very cool. So this is my favorite sequence in the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Miles saves Guy Three's father and this disrupts a canon event. Yeah. So the word canon comes from the Bible. Okay. And uh, another. There are lots of books in the Bible. That is and true. Some of these texts contradict one another. Huh. So the yeah. the Vatican, you know, the church, yeah. they decided to de- designate what is canon, aka what's accepted as the true events, yeah. and what's non canon. Yeah. But to essentially resolve these conflicts. Yeah. To say, okay, this story is true, this one is false. Yeah. Right. Uh, that word was adopted into comics. Yeah. And like literature in general. Yes. So, yeah. like. Uh, Dragon Ball GT yes. is non-canon yeah. because it wasn't created by Akira Toriyama. Yeah. It was made by, I think, Americans. I have no idea. But yes, it's not <laughs> well, him. Yes. Yeah. So that's designated as non-canon because it wasn't made by the creator of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, we could argue that the Disney sequels, the dequels, are not Star Wars. They're not canon to Star Wars because yeah. George Lucas didn't make them. Yes. So... You know, that, that that's... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. In this movie, it's a moment that has to happen to each spider person. Yes. That's what canon means in this case. Yeah. The universe starts collapsing and a team of spider people arrive to try and contain the collapse while Miles 
Gwen, Hobie, and Povita are sent to the Spider Society and meet all the Spider-Man variants. Yes. So, there's two men you mentioned. Um, uh, yeah, if you want, that is like, true. A complete list of all the various Spider-Men. There's like channels on YouTube that go through this. This is yeah. not the purview of this podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, this is I'll name a few of my favorites. Okay. Uh, ben Riley, aka the Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No. He's like the animated guy that speaks very like dramatically. Oh yeah 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 right <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there was something called the Clone Saga. Okay. Where Spider-Man was cloned. Okay. And a second Spider-Man came out. Yeah. And his name was Ben Riley. All right. Named okay. after Uncle Ben and. Oh. I can't remember what Riley was from. <laughs> <laughs> something. It, it may have been like Aunt May's maiden name. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's the the Scarlet Spider. Yeah. And they kept like this went on for years and years. Yeah. <laughs> and, like. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like Spider Man will die. Yeah. It turns out it was a clone. Oh. <laughs> or like, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And people, like, really got upset with that. Okay. People do not like the clone saga. Okay. So I was, yeah, I was kind of shocked Ben Riley <laughs> was, like, front and center. I assumed they'd put him, you know, in the back somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Spider Man Unlimited. Okay. So, do you know Batman of the Future? Yes. AKA Batman Beyond. Yeah. Terry McGinnis. Yes. So that was a show in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> have I mentioned this to you before? Yes. Oh. <laughs> On the spot. You might have. Mm. I, I, I definitely feel like you have. So they didn't want to make a Spider-Man 2099 TV show because it was too similar to Batman of the Future. Yeah. So they made a, uh, a TV show called Spider-Man Unlimited. Okay. The Spider-Man gets sent to Counter-Earth. Okay. Remember we saw Counter-Earth in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, yeah. So it's not how it was presented in the movie. It's, uh, But yes, there are animal people. Okay, yeah. They kind of love with humans. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, cool series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I Fair watched enough. it during the pandemic. And, yeah. yeah. I also watched that as a kid. I just, uh, you know, couldn't remember... And when I rewatched, I was like, "Oh fuck, I remember this." I yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, oh. Hmm. There was a TV show called Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> he's like, you know, the short guy. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, Miles, it's true, or something like that. Yes. That's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. The PS4 Spider-Man. Yes. I think he says something like, "I like playing games." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my absolute favorite was Peter Parked Car. <laughs> I had a good chocolate. <laughs> right. Then they show the anomalies and we see Darren Glover as the Prowler. Yeah. So he played a pre-Powers version of the Prowler in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. And this is the obvious end point of that. Yeah. And also, they included him in Homecoming because, like I said, in the context section, like he yeah. was the inspiration for Miles yeah so in Homecoming they made him Miles' uncle the, yeah. the Prowler yeah right uh, yeah anyway makes sense they speak to Spider-Man 2099 and I should mention that he has like the Blade Runner theme playing in the background every time Miguel is on screen yes <laughs> yeah. especially at the end when like uh, they're searching for Peter yeah I was just like this is so Blade Runner <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah 
Yeah, it actually it plays throughout the movie whenever we see him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh they're joined by Peter B. Parker. Yes. And his daughter Mayday Parker. He's Miles' mentor. Yeah. Right. Yes. And Miguel and his virtual assistant explains the concept of a canon event. Yes. And we see flashbacks to the live action movies and Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. Right. Leading on from what I was saying earlier, Miles says, I can do both. Spider Man always and Peter interjects to say, not always. Right? Yeah. Which further leads into this idea that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, can't have the best of both worlds. But Miles is choosing a different path. Yeah. However, the fact that he's the only one voicing these concerns is what really ticks me off. Right? Okay. My Spider-Man would never knowingly let someone die if he can help it. Yeah, true. Right? Uh, the fact that all these Spider-Man and women, <laughs> yeah. Spider-People have both, Spider-People, yeah. both, you know, like, accepted this framework that Miguel has put forward that you know yes we should let certain people die because uh, that none of them have yeah done what Miles has done right he's yes. the first yeah. one yeah it's very well I guess we're watching a movie about Miles we're not watching a movie about the people who didn't do the thing yes <laughs> <So> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I guess in that sense it makes sense but it's just uh, you know like he's been Spider-Man for a year yeah these are experienced spider people. They yeah. sh- they shouldn't be, you know, yeah. buying into this. Yeah, true. Right. Uh, my, yeah. so you have a society of spider people, and only one person feels this way. Yeah. Also, the idea of a canon event is so stupid. Okay. We'll discuss this later. Okay. Miles breaks free, and the worst joke in the movie takes place. <laughs> they recreate the meme. <laughs> and this pisses me off. Right? I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Again, I feel that movie should not have been Right? It takes away the timelessness of a movie. As in 20 years, someone with no context for the meme won't understand it, right? True. Also, the manner in which it's set up. Miguel says, someone stop Spider-Man. And then they all point at each other. But at no point prior has Miguel referred to Miles as Spider-Man. He's only called him Miles. That, this was so, it was done so hamperedly, it made my eyes, like my eyes roll into the back of my head, bro. It was only done for that joke. He called him Miles <laughs> up until that moment, bro. It really pissed me off. Like, you know, at the end of the first one, they do it in like the uh, post-credit scene. Yes. That's just a fun nod. Yeah. And it's off-screen. It's uh, you know, like I said. Yeah. It's basically it's, nothing. Yeah. This <laughs> it just <laughs> it really ticked me off. It really ground my gears. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Miles escapes. Yeah. How is this guy who's been Spider-Man for one year outclassing these experiences? People, <laughs> right? Because he's just that good. But anyway, this is where Miguel reveals that he was the original anomaly. Yeah. So this is unbelievably stupid. Okay. Miguel is saying you can't change a canon event, otherwise the universe will implode. Yes. But the existence of Miles as the original anomaly refutes this idea. Okay. Right? Ah, uh, hmm. I think the existence of Prowler Miles refutes the idea. Because the... So the canon event is getting bitten by a spider, right? Mm. 
does it matter which universe's spider you get bitten by? Because I feel like, well, obviously Prowler Miles didn't get bitten by the spider, right? So he doesn't have the canon event, which technically means that even though he should be the Spider-Man, he's not the Spider-Man. So in theory, his universe should then break up. I thought Miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man. Yes. It's just by accident of the spider coming from the different universe, that's why our Miles gets powers. Yes. He's the only one, he's the only Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think technically it's meant to be um, Peter Parker in Universe Forty Two, and then Peter Parker in Sixteen Ten. Yeah. Right. But then. Uh, he both. Yeah. So Sixteen Ten's Peter dies. Is, we're saying the same thing here. That the kid, the idea of a canon event is uh, bullshit. No. That right. that's not what I'm saying. So though. what are you saying? I'm saying that because Miles in sixteen ten experiences the canon event, his universe is fine. Because even though he's not the Peter Parker, mm-hmm. he's a Spider Man that experiences the canon event, right? But Miles in forty two, or I guess Peter in forty two, mm-hmm. doesn't experience that canon event. So they have no Spider-Man. So technically, that universe should implode because they don't have a Spider-Man experiencing the canon event. So the canon event is bullshit. In because, well, kind of, yeah. Because what you're saying, Earth Forty Two refutes the idea. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying the same thing that you know, Miles being the original anomaly also. Okay, yeah, yeah. Refutes that idea. We're both saying... Yes. <laughs> the idea of the canon event is bullshit. Yes. Because uh, multiple canon events didn't happen and the universe didn't implode. Yes. That's why, you know... Okay, yes. Th- th- that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But maybe I'm misinterpreting this and only in certain instances will the universe implode. Yes. Right? Yeah. Then why does he have... Why does Miguel have this vendetta against Miles if, you know... If nothing he, happened. Yeah, nothing happened because he was the anomaly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, this reveal is so monumentally stupid, it broke my immersion in the film. Okay. Right? I was mentally checked out after this. Okay. I was just like... Fair enough. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 yeah. But anyway, Miles gets back to, you know, the spider society and he tries to send himself to his home universe. Yes. So that he can save his dad. Yes. But he ends up in Universe 42. Yes. Universe where the spider came from. Yes. Gwen asks the question I've been thinking about. Okay. How do you know that breaking a canon event is what triggers his implosion? Yes. She asks that to Miguel, right? Yeah. And Miguel responds, do you want to find out? Which, uh, in my opinion, is not a great answer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a terrible answer. But then she's also sent back to her own dimension. But... I get that they do it because it's like a, it's a big dramatic thing yeah, where it's like oh uh, uh, it, it leaves the mystery in it but I just want the answer yeah but th- that's what I'm saying I guess they could clear this up in the third one they might yeah they say it's because Miguel misunderstood yeah. the idea of canon events yeah then all this makes sense but yes it's uh, like I said it's just frustrating that nobody brings it up yeah 
But anyway, she gets sent back to a dimension and she has a chat with her dad. Yes. So I don't have too much to say about the scene itself. Okay. But they're spreading police propaganda. <laughs> right. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Right. Glenn right. yep. says, I know that you're a good cop, Dad. You put on the badge so that someone worse won't. Yes. This is what we call the bad apples argument, right? Yes. They say that the majority of police are good, and it's only the actions of a few bad apples which change their reputation. Yes. Right? The leftist critique of the police is that they don't serve the people. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah. They are simply the lapdogs of the bourgeoisie. Yes. Think about a protest. Okay. For example, the June 16th Soweto Youth Uprising. Oh, okay. Right? So there's there's an example protest. I wasn't just going to think of it. Okay. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> like, uh, I prepared this, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just shooting from the... <laughs> <laughs> right I'm choosing this because youth day is around the corner okay makes Today, sense today's the 13th it's going to be on the 16th yes right so <laughs> that, that's why I don't, it was also just on my mind because of that yeah okay yeah. Uh, I was also thinking of it because it's a righteous protest right yes it was so when the language of Afrikaans alongside English was made compulsory as a medium of instructions in schools in 1974 Black students began mobilizing themselves. Okay. On 16 June 1976, between 3,000 and 10,000 students mobilized by the South African Students' Movement Action Committee, supported by the BCM, marched peacefully to demonstrate and protest against the government's directive. On their pathway, they were met by heavily armed police who fired tear gas and later live ammunition on demonstrating students. This resulted in a widespread revolt that turned into an uprising against the government. While the uprising began in Soweto, it spread across the country and carried on until the following year. In this example, the students were morally and legally correct to protest, uh, and they were doing so peacefully. Yes. But were still met with force. Yes. Why? I don't know. Because the police are fundamentally not interested in keeping people safe. Okay, they makes sense. They exist only to protect private property. Yes. Right? And okay. you can say, well, that was the apartheid era police. That example doesn't really hold weight in modern day. Okay, yeah. Fine. Can I direct you to the Marikana massacre? Which is, in fact, fairly modern day. It happened in 2013, so 10 years ago. Yeah. It's uh, modern-ish day. 34 miners were shot by the police while striking to advocate for better wages and better working conditions. Yes. So, let's be clear how this differs from the June 16 case. Okay. So, is that while their cause was righteous, they were striking illegally. 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 Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Striking illegally. And it was starting to get violent, right? Yes. Not violent against other people, but they were destroying private property. Yes. But even in this case, is property damage worth taking someone's life? Mm, no. The bourgeoisie would say yes. No. And they deployed their laptops to do just that, huh. right? Okay, yeah. The second thing is that they don't prevent crime. Mm, yeah. Yes. If someone robs you, you've already been robbed. Yeah. Calling the cops <laughs> does nothing for you. Yeah. Right? The leftist argument is that if we take money, we spend on cops and spend on programs that feed the homeless and poor while also helping them gain skills so that they can get jobs, then robberies would decrease as there's no need for them to steal. Mm, yeah. They can just get a job. Yeah. Right? But again, like they, they mean, like they, like there's homeless people who are suffering from like mental illness. Yeah. These programs can help them, you know, yeah. get their lives on track. True, yeah. 
uh, right, that, that, that's the, the point of this. You Police brutality won't solve the issue. Yeah. Right. I think the police as an institution is based on the idea that people are not, they're like how do I describe it? they are morally corrupt yeah there's as bad people and there's good people the yeah. bad people do crimes yes we need to stop the bad people yes as instead of looking at it as they're stealing because they you know don't have anything yes <laughs> right yeah and they're trying to survive <laughs> yes and if we help them you know uh, live a better life they won't then, need to steal yes so they're tackling the consequence not the cause yes right that's uh, yeah right. exactly yes right so yeah. in conclusion the institution of cops is what we have a problem with okay the fact that there's bad apples on top of their foundational problems makes a bad situation even worse yes Gwen convincing convincing him not to be a cop is great though <laughs> did she convince him he said I stopped being a cop yeah and she said when he said about halfway through your big speech Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I thought he just like quit already and then okay. Well, yeah, it's uh okay. a very good move. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but like I said, earlier in that scene she's spreading police propaganda. Yes. And again, this is not good or bad. Well, it is bad. <laughs> but I'm saying that's the ideology of the filmmakers. Yes. They are allowed to insert whatever ideology they want. Yeah. I'm just pointing it out. Yes. Right. Which is the, the point of this podcast? Yeah. To show the yes politics, although I call it politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I hated the cliffhanger ending. Yeah. I've, I've seen people online compare to the Empire Strikes Back, which yeah. you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh huh. You think? You think? I might as well be speaking about Lawrence of Arabia to you. <laughs> Two movies you haven't seen. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but anyway, to the audience, right? Please rewatch Empire Strikes Back. It does not end on a cliffhanger, right? Okay. Empire is a full story with a beginning, middle, and end. Another comparable example is Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. That's not a cliffhanger. Thanos won. Yeah. Right? Yes, he did. <laughs> Ending on a cliffhanger feels cheap, and the audience feels cheated. Yes. I distinctly remember in our, in our theater like a bunch of gasps. <laughs> yes. Going like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> People were upset, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, they were like audible gasps of outrage. Yeah. When the movie ended. The yes. villain is not defeated. The hero hasn't learned a lesson. There's no catharsis, right? Yes. The reveal that there's an evil Miles means nothing. Yes. We've just seen a movie with lots of variants. Yeah. <laughs> why, is <laughs> Pretty this, much. why is this special, right? Yeah. There's no absolutely no reason why the movie should end there. Yes. It feels like a TV show episode ending where the conflict will be resolved in the first five minutes of the next episode, right? Yeah. It feels very TV-ish. Yeah. I... That's the thing. I think it... um, I'm assuming the idea is to, like, build up to something so big that it's going to be... Like an amazing ending. But I don't see why they wouldn't just make a three-hour movie. Yeah, well... Anyway, uh, they had so many ideas that it was getting out of hand, 
Okay. So yeah. they split it into two. Okay. That's not what I'm arguing with. I'm arguing with this moment is why they chose to end it. Okay. If, like, maybe they had some small victory. Yeah. Or, like, a bad guy wins and they're off. Yeah. You know, in hiding or something. Yes. Like an ending. Just... <laughs> uh, just something. Getting caught by, like, that universe's prowler is not <laughs> an ending. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. That feels like the middle of the story. Well, it pretty much is. Yeah, but it shouldn't feel like that. That's yes. what I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, uh, those are my thoughts. Do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, um, I I just a little bit more about that ending. I like when it ended. Mm. I felt like there was something missing inside me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird, right? But like I. I I got so engrossed in that movie for two and a half hours. That, two and a half. Yeah, it was well approximately two and a half. I think it was like two fifteen or something. But right, yeah. yeah, I got so engrossed in that movie that when it ended on that cliffhanger without anything else to to go by, yeah. it was just like it broke me inside. Yeah, like I said, there was no catharsis. Yeah, right. It yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think we've spoken enough about the animation. Okay. That's good. It's it's incredible. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We've spoken about it. <laughs> yeah. So recommendations. Recommendations. I assume you watch a lot of things because uh, you're, free now. <laughs> you're you're free from uh, school. This is going to be such a shock. But, uh, okay. So, anyway, I have watched two... Well, I, I've started one series, and I watched another series, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this this first series, I I think it's going to be an absolute game changer for series. <laughs> so, it's, um, it's called Kaleidoscope. Yes, yes. Um, Nearly at 12, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Finish this up. Please. Okay, just look it up. All right. Yeah, Maybe cool. Uh, the the second one, mm. which actually I started watching in the past two weeks, oh. is Archer. Hey! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... Uh, you know, I mean, I was hmm? speaking with uh, your brother's girlfriend. Okay. And she was telling me she also loves Archer. Oh, so like, oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. got Archer fan club going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Karen. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I saw an article or like a a headline, I guess, that Archer is coming to an end, or it's it's already come to an end. One of the two, and I was like, you know what? I've never fully watched Archer. Yeah. I've just kind of seen snippets of episodes when you or your brother's been watching it, and I was like, I should probably give it a proper watch. Yeah. So I'm now halfway through season one. Well. A, f- a few things. Yeah. Uh, the creature of Archer. Yeah. He made a show before this called Frisky Dingo. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I like Frisky Dingo more than Archer. <gasps> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> but anyway, the, the second thing is, I assume it's because Jessica Walter died. Oh. She's the voice of Archer's mother. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. So in real life, she died, I think, last year. I have no idea. Yeah, but she died quite recently in the last couple of years. So okay. I, don't, I don't think that's why, but played a part. I yeah. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Anything else? 
No, that's that's it. No movies. Um, not that I can think of. What have you been doing? I've been gaming, oh, reading. Oh, gaming. Yeah. Well, what have you been reading? I read Hitchhikers: Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah. I really listen. I should have mentioned this, but uh, people have said that. Forty two. Yes, the yeah. Spider Big from Universe Forty Two is a Hitchhiker's Guide reference. Yeah, that but, does make sense. But I don't know. I didn't think to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. All right. Well, it, it's mostly been gaming. I can't lie. All right. Prepare for another half an hour of the pod because <laughs> I'm watching a lot of shit. <laughs> I've got a lot of things to say. Right. Pause it now. Grab a snack. <laughs> maybe a, a a cup of tea or something. So. First of all, the ending of Ted Lasso. Okay. Yes. Ended, uh, ended two weeks ago, and uh, yeah, that, I went through that entire show and I didn't laugh once. <gasps> you know, we spoke about that. yeah <laughs> when season when this season started. Yeah. I think I mentioned on the earlier episode that like I've never laughed. Yeah. Now with the the TV show is over. Yeah, I never laughed throughout, bro. <laughs> Again, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> this is the thing. A lot of TV shows take me hostage. <laughs> I've watched the first two seasons. Now I'm <laughs> I'm caught. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to follow this until like season ten, eleven. I really don't have respect for myself or my time <laughs> because <laughs> uh, this. Like, it's only a handful of shows where I'm like, all right, you've taken me for a puss for too long. <laughs> One, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Two, all of the shows in The Flash, The Flareverse. Yeah. Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. Arrow. Arrow finished. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> by the time, <laughs> by the time I decided enough was enough. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Mm, I watched a movie called In the Mood for Love. Okay. Uh, it's directed by a legend of Asian cinema named Wong Kar Wai. Okay. It's a very excellently shot movie. It's a brilliantly written comedy in <laughs> okay. parts. It's a tragedy in other parts. It's a <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's a I gave it. It's a hot ten. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. It's genuinely so beautiful, so touching. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Season three of I Think You Should Leave came out. Okay. That's one of the funniest shows on TV. Okay. I don't think it's for everyone, though. Okay. It's a very specific type of, like, bizarre humor. Okay. So, I don't know if this will be, like, a... Everybody's cup of tea. Everybody's cup of tea, but, uh, yeah. If you have... Like, this is the thing. All the episodes are, like, 5-10 minutes. Oh. Right? It's, so they go quick, yeah. right? Yeah. You can watch all three series, like, in an afternoon. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I think you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I'm out. Yeah. Goodbye. Very... Just excellent show. <laughs> <laughs> go see it. The next movie I watched is called Reality. Okay. It's about the lady. Her name is Reality Winner. Her name is Reality Winner. Yes. Okay. Her father named it that. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was a like a intelligence official. Okay. She leaked that you know Russia at the election. Oh. She was thrown in prison. Okay. So this is the movie detailing when she was arrested. So she's a real person. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. named reality winner. Yes, like I said, her father named her. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, you're not listening. <laughs> Just, oh. No, I thought it was like in universe, you know. It's our universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see that now. <laughs> The next thing I watched was Hypnotic. Okay. This was playing in the next theater when we went to watch Boys Afraid. Oh. I kept seeing that that poster every time I went yeah. out to pee. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I watched it. It came out on streaming and uh, rubbish movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, I mentioned the Danny Boyle movie Trance a few weeks ago. Yes. Where there's like a twist every five minutes. Yes. Similarly, Hypnotic, there's like six or seven twists. Oh. And it just gets boring. Okay. <laughs> it's like, fuck off, bro. I'm sick of all these twists. It's like... <laughs> I just know, like, want a consistent story, bro, please. One, maximum two twists. Yes. Right? If you hit three twists, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Seven or eight, uh, you've, you've pissed out long yes. ago. Again, you, you just take me for a post. <laughs> Once again, I'm, I've been taken off since so I'm going to finish the movie. <laughs> but I don't like it. I'm upset. <laughs> This has been my obsession for the last week. Okay. So, you know, I think in the last episode I mentioned I've been watching Oliver Stone movies. Yes. Well, I watched the two Wall Street movies. Yes. Um, the, the idea was that I'd be going on and watching more of his movies. Yeah. And uh, I stumbled headfirst into a masterpiece. Okay. It's called JFK. About JFK. John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Okay. His assassination. Huh. Okay. So... It was three and a half hours long. Jeez. And my only critique is it was too short. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I had such a ball. Right? Jeez Louise, okay. One of the most stacked casts I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I don't think anything comes close. Okay. Maybe like the Oscars award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> That's how stacked this cast is. Truly, okay. I, I looked at the movies from 1991. Okay. I don't want to talk too much about it, but let me say this. Okay. I'm going to say a sentence so powerful, you it'll explain all my feelings. Okay. JFK came out in 1991. Yes. So I checked the Oscars, you know, like, the, yeah. uh, in my opinion, this should have won the Oscar. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the movies that came out in 1991. Yes. And Terminator 2 came out in 1991. <gasps> Terminator 2 is my favorite James Cameron movie. <laughs> oh my and goodness. I'm saying JFK is better than Terminator 2. That is insane. Yes. But again, I think this is very niche. Okay. I th- you know, like, I think you should leave. I don't think so. this will be for everybody. Yeah. I think it just speaks precisely to my interests. Okay. And yeah. everything I've ever read. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, there's a line in the movie where Kevin Costner's wife says you care about this case more than you care about me and your kids <laughs> and to my future children that's absolutely true of me <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of this <laughs> sorry if I miss like uh, you know like an award ceremony or like your soccer game <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who killed <laughs> Fitzgerald <laughs> and I'm very close <laughs> I need to say that I'm, I've nearly cracked it uh, you've nearly typed it into Google do you want to hear my theory okay George H.W. Bush killed him what so H.W. yes he was the head of the CIA 
Okay. But at the time, I assume he was just a low-level operative. Okay. Although, when you look at his black like, biography, it's, he says he wasn't a part of the CIA at that time, which hmm. I don't know. But anyway, Alan Dulles orchestrated it all. Uh, it's just funny that H.W. happened to be the guy that shot <laughs> right? He's the man in the umbrella, right? Oswald okay. was a patsy. Oh. Any, everyone fucking knows it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I had such a ball, right? The next movie is K-19, The Widowmaker. Oh. It's a movie about a submarine. Oh. It's the next Catherine Bigelow movie. Okay. And I did not like it at all. Oh. Jesus Christ. I think it's a worse movie. Is it like... Worse than that cop movie and worse than The Weight of Water where like... Damn. Yeah. It's truly so boring. Okay. You might like it. (laughs) You like, you know... Submarines. Submarines. I do like submarines. But yeah. To me, I'm like, fuck all this shit, bro. Okay. I hate it. Okay. Then I watch Z. Okay. Just just Z. It's just called Z. Oliver Stone was inspired to make JFK because he watched Z. Okay. It's about the assassination of a, a Greek politician. Okay. And the letter Z means he's alive. Because oh. his assassination sparked a revolution. Huh. Cool. And they, you know, all wrote Z as a mark saying, he's alive. But like Zorro. He, well, he's actually dead, but they mean uh, his spirit is alive. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> and like the the values he stood for are alive. Okay. Made by a guy named Costas, Costa Gavras. Okay. Greek filmmaker. I mean, you know, yeah. explore him some more. Yeah. But yeah, I had a ball. Okay. Oh, Z and JFK. Yeah. <laughs> the letter. <laughs> the alphabet. <laughs> duology. <laughs> right. Then I watched a bunch of Brad Bird movies. Okay. Do you know what that is? A director. He's a Pixar guy. Oh, okay. Right. So his first movie wasn't with Pixar. It was with uh, Warner Brothers. called The Iron Giant. Yeah. Very beloved movie. Yes. For me in my childhood. Yeah. There's a lot of these like Disney movies that are very beloved that yeah. don't appeal to me at all. Like, <gasps> I'm trying to think of the 90s. Like Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Uh, the Lion King. I think Mulan was around that yeah, time. Yeah. Just like there was a bunch of Disney movies that don't really appeal to me. Okay. What appealed to me was like, you know, Batman, the, you know, Batman yeah. of the Future. Uh, the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And Iron Giant is like a retelling of Superman. Huh. Right. Okay. Except he's Iron Giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was also based on a book, but I'm saying Brad Bird made it. Yeah. Superman-esque. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I really loved the Iron Giant when I was a child and it holds up. Uh, it's set in like 1950s America. Yeah. And like, that's a very, I don't know. I like the aesthetic of that period. Okay, yeah. You know, obviously, there was wild racism. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, whenever you see it on film, like, yeah. uh, you know, I like it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. His next movie was The Incredibles. Oh. Never heard of it. <laughs> no, can't say I have. This is another movie that was big for me as a child. Okay. And I watched it, and the animation really doesn't hold up. Oh. It feels dated. <laughs> oh. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> But the the story, Chef's Kiss. Yeah. It's also set in the 50s, like late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. So it's, you know, similar to Iron Giant has that aesthetic that I like. Uh, it's very similar to Watchmen. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I I really thought the animation was incredible. Okay. I'm moving on. Okay. <laughs> His next movie was Ratatouille. Ratatouille. It's about the rat, too. You know, he makes food. Yes, Remy. Just didn't, uh, you know, do it for me. <gasps> well, a uh, good movie. The yeah. animation holds up, but uh, I really don't give a fuck. Fair enough. Um, his next movie was tomorrow. Well, his next movie was Mission Impossible, which I didn't watch. Okay. But uh, his next movie after that was Tomorrowland. Okay. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could go into this long discussion about Ayn Rand, but we running kind of long. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, um, but it's also very like nineteen fifties. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's kind of like his his niche. Yeah. I like the aesthetic of his films. Okay. But, like, the animation lets it down in Incredibles and, like... Yeah. But, like, for the majority of his movies, I love. Okay. Right? His next movie was Incredibles 2. Yes. Which, the animation is far better. Which makes sense. But I don't think the plot is as good as the first one. Okay. So, I like the first one more, even with the... Okay. Animation that doesn't hold up. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is The Hurt Locker. Okay. It's uh, Catherine Bigelow's next movie. Yes. It's the movie that won the Oscar. Yeah. Beating Avatar. Yes. It's a good movie. Fair enough. It's a very... It's the liberal's view of the Iraq War. I see. Okay, yeah. 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 It's not a leftist movie. It's... It claims to be anti-war, but shows very pro-war elements. Okay. Anyway, I, I still think it was very well made. Okay. I just have a vendetta because it beat Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> At the Oscars. <laughs> but yeah, good movie. Okay. Yeah, excuse, uh, excuse my hating. <laughs> right. Uh, then I watched the 1956 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. One came out in 78, yeah. 93, and 2007. Yes. So this was the first one. Right. Based on a book. Okay. Uh, at various points, they they've been like a metaphor for communism. Okay. Creeping into the U.S. and you know. Yeah. Spreading its ugly virtues and uh, you know. Yes. The Marxist bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to poison the minds of young patriots. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it. Sorry yeah. for being a patriot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they would keep this god dang <laughs> Russian communism away from you know, us patriots over here. But anyway, <laughs> the next thing is uh, the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia came out, season sixteen. Yes. And I said, uh, I think you should leave, you should leave is one of the funniest shows on TV because <laughs> It's Always Sunny is the number one show on TV. <laughs> They're 16 seasons in and they're still going strong. Oh, it's nice. unbelievable. <laughs> that's they're, that's pretty solid. Yes. Uh, go watch I Think You Should Leave then go watch It's Always Sunny. Okay. It, all 16 seasons will fly by. Okay. You'll, you'll do it in two days. Okay. <laughs> <You'll> just, <laughs> you won't eat. You won't go to the toilet. You'll just be <laughs> <laughs> fixed. Right? Gross. It's such a great show. Okay. 16 seasons and still funny. Man. But yeah. anyway. Beef. I watch Beef. What's oh, beef? It's like a so it was produced by A twenty four, but it's on Netflix. Oh, it's, oh! It's a show about it's a guy named Stephen Yun. Oh okay. god! You know he's from he was Glenn in The Walking Dead. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He was the cowboy in Nope. Yeah. Right. Right. Him and Ali Wong. Okay. Do you know who she is? No. She's a comedian. She made she she had the special called Baby Cobra. I can't say I've ever heard of but that. But yeah, she's a very okay. funny comedian. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Cool. And this is, I think, her first acting. Oh, like I, I okay. don't know. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Haven't researched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, I, she wasn't known as an actor. Okay. She's very good in this. Yeah. Which is like, you know, great transition. Pretty good. But yeah, they just have <coughs> beef with each other. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they just have vendettas against each other. Oh, I've right. seen. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. People have been telling me to watch it. Yeah. And eventually, I got around to it. Nice. Yeah, good show. Nothing much to say, really. Fair enough. Um, yeah. The next thing I watch is Citizen Kane. Okay. Often cited as the greatest movie ever made. Uh, yes. Yeah. I had a ball. Okay. It's a satire about William Randolph Hearst. Yes. Do you know who that is? No. He was a media tycoon oh. in the 1930s. 1930s okay. 1930s. Yeah. And he ran for governor of New York. Oh, oh he I ran th- for some office and he didn't get in. I think we spoke about this at some point on the pod. You're thinking of Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I am. <laughs> and that's why I love this because this is like succession from 1940. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> succession is you know, modern day Citizen Kane. Yes. But yeah. It's just a... No, this was actually based on succession. <laughs> it's just making fun of this guy, right? Nice, okay. And I really love when, you know... When people get powerful, it. I'm made to squirm even a little bit, you know? Yeah. They're almost certainly going to go through their life without any repercussion for the evil things they've done, but... Yeah. Just to see them squirm for a little bit. <laughs> it gives me the slightest amount of pleasure, you know? I know it's not going to change things... In the real world, but I like it. Fair enough. The next thing I watched is The Third Man. Okay. It's about this guy whose friend dies. Oh. And he's trying to investigate the murder. Okay. And the witnesses saw two people that they know. Oh. But then, there was a third man. (laughs) (gasps) What a plot twist. Very, I think it was very well shot. Yeah. Very, well, I should, sorry, let me go back to Citizen Kane. Okay. Very well shot, very well acted, very well written. Everything is a 10 out of 10. Okay. I see why people called it the best movie ever made. Yeah. But in the time since, I think that movies have come out. Okay. But, yeah, even from 1941 still holds up marvelously. Okay. Much better than most of the things we've covered on this podcast yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest right <laughs> fair enough so yeah anyway the third man so Orson Welles directed and starred in Citizen Kane okay Orson Welles is the guy who dies in the third man oh that's why I watched the third oh, man alright okay right. but yeah it's a very good mystery very well shot very okay. well acted the only thing I didn't like is the soundtrack okay and I looked at the like reviews for it and People praise the soundtrack. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That that soundtrack was dog shit. <laughs> but anyway, yes, the third man, very good movie, like eight out of ten. Okay. Oh, I should have said uh, the ratings for Spider-Man. Yeah. Yours. Uh, mine is like a solid, maybe either eight or nine out of ten. I'm still like on the fence there. But really, the only thing I 
have found that lets it down is the the cliffhanger. That okay. that's my only gripe with it. What's yours? I've also been bouncing around between a seven and an eight. Okay. But I'm kind of leaning towards seven. Okay. Obviously, I really liked it, but there was a lot of glaring errors. Obviously, which we went yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, in the pod, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Thank okay. you for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, give a like, etc. Importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. Must be. Yeah, listener, that wasn't your phone that fell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We He's, nearly made it through without anything falling. He just shifted over and fell out of his pocket <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> importantly, it needs to be a five-star review. Please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. You can find our links at paceup.com. P-A-I-C-I-P.com. Yes. <laughs> Finally got Mac together. <laughs> got a proper URL, right? <laughs> P-A-I-C-I-P dot com. Yeah. Paceup. Please tell a friend and tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. And yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Au revoir.